Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Come on, St. Louis hockey fans, stand up and cheer. The Blues are back strong. This is our year. It's the Blues turn now. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yeah, it's the Blues turn now. With that Al McKenna slap shot, you know we can't lose. Let's do that hockey. Come on, St. Louis! All over the hockey universe, the note is the news. We're broadcasting live on YouTube on this Wednesday, March 20th, 2019. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 40 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is franchise episode number 173 all-time. I'm your host, Kurt Price. Co-pilots Bill Day and Jeff Ponder are with us again um, to interact with us live uh, on the show on social media, follow us uh, uh, the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. Mine is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blownout. Blown Blownout. <laughs> Jeff's is Wait, at what? Billy Blownout. <laughs> Jeff's is at J Ponder ninety four. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. The website is Let's Go Blues dot com. And on the site, please check out the Let's Go Blues dot com shop for some cool T shirts, mugs, and stickers. Um. We don't mention enough how appreciative we are that the uh, Blues longtime PA announcer Tom Calhoun graciously recorded the first part of our intro uh, to our show for us. Uh, so, and that will always be a part of our live shows, as far as I'm concerned. Um, aside from his excellent work for the Blues, he does a lot of fantastic voice work, ranging from uh, audiobook narration to radio, TV commercials. Um, he spent years on KMOX and KTRS, and I'm sure other stations in St. Louis. Um, he has a home studio where he does work now, and he's a retired communications professor. Uh, at a local university, so uh, his website is at paguy.com and his Twitter is at paguytom so check out his stuff if you're looking for voice talent he is a, uh, and he's a super nice guy yeah. if you want to hire a good guy hire him for yeah, something yeah, and if, if uh, you've, I mean obviously if you've been to a game you've heard his voice, he's not missed a game for how long now? I'm 418 I years, I think it is. Mm-hmm. So, something like that. Late yeah, 80s, I think right? he's been doing longer than, yeah. than PAs were even around. He called every uh, one of Brett Hall's goals, every single one, uh, home goals. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it's great because if you know his voice, you know it's 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 rich, it's crisp, it's uh, it's great. And uh, he has it a bunch of audio books. <laughs> what? I said, you, you, were, you sound like you're describing a beer. It's rich, or it's rich, it's crisp, it goes down well, easy. Just, I'm just preparing for the uh, the beer of the episode. <laughs> now, uh, uh, if you go to his uh, his website, paguytom.com, um, you uh, uh, you can find a bunch of the audio books he's done. He's a uh, he's narrated uh, a bunch of books on there. He's even got a couple clips there to check them out. Um, yeah, Tom's great guy. I mean, we, we had him on in the the summer interview series. I know uh, Kurt, you were the one that approached him about doing the open for our show years ago. And he was very gracious, very happy to help us out. Uh, just a wonderful guy. So, yeah, I agree. If, if uh, you ever find anything you need in terms of narration, voiceover work, 
um, definitely. And, and if you want to read his blog, he's got a blog up too that uh, talks about the blues and, and kind of, you know, uh, being doing what he does. So uh, definitely check him out at paguytom.com. Yeah. And that's not a paid endorsement or anything. That's just us talking. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and tease that uh, Tom's already agreed to help us out in the future again. So uh, you'll, you'll see what that's like in, in a, in a little bit, but uh, yeah, he's again, just a, a great gentleman, uh, just a, a, a wonderful professional. And, and again, if you've ever been to a game, you know uh, uh, how, how good he sounds. And I mean, that is not gay as possible. um if we have time we'll open up the show later for listeners to join us on the air to talk some hockey uh so stay tuned to the for the twitter on the twitters for that link to do that um saint patrick's day guys how was your saint patrick's day good pretty good anything fun uh no 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 No. i'm i'm old so all i do is make guinness stew or casserole or Something and drink some Guinness and <laughs> listen to some. Do you have any green beer? Oh, are you? I you I, like orange beer, so I, <laughs> orange and green beer. Those are those are St. Patrick's Day colors. Yeah, no, orange and green. No, it's it, it's at. I I went to a, I went to a, a a party with a big party, a bunch of people, and uh, so it was kind of fun. Uh, a lot of food, a lot of beer, and uh, then we went to uh, I forgot the name of the bar actually. And it was really crowded, so we went to another one, and it was not as crowded, so that was more fun. But it, yeah, it was it was a good time. Um, fun St. Patrick's Day stuff in St. Louis. Jeff, did you do anything? Yeah, you know, I for years, uh, a couple listeners of the show, friends that I've had for a long time. Uh, my buddy lives he lives right off the parade route out there off uh, Tam Avenue, and uh, so he always has this massive party every year, and he still does. He's been doing it for about six, seven years now. And, and, uh, you know, I've, I've gone every year until this year because with it, I don't know, part of it, I guess, was it being on a Sunday where I was just like, do I really want to go get wasted on a Sunday? See, I went on Saturday. That's when I went out. Yeah. You know, and that's what I should have done. I should have just went Saturday because I know he was, he was raging Saturday too. Um, by the way, if anyone's ever been to the parade and seen the Six foot five leprechaun with the giant beard. Um, and uh, I mean, all decked out. He's been on the news before. That's my friend Tim. So, uh, yeah, that that's that's a good man. He's always got a beer for you if you ever see him down at St. Patrick's Day. Uh, Jeff, you talked about this last week on the on the show you did to uh, uh the preview of the uh pens and the blues game. But you I want, listened? I, 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 most of it I did. I tried to listen to it. I try to listen to your shows as much as I can. Try. <laughs> I try to. You know what? Well, I'm a I, very, tr- I try to get through when it's I, just it, you. I didn't say that. I said I am <laughs> a very busy person, and I have to try and squeeze things in, and I always try and squeeze you in. <laughs> well, that sounds kind of dirty. I, that's how it was intended. So good. I'm glad you picked up what I put down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to mention uh, again uh, and just uh, revel in our victory at the uh, the um, Castors Cup at uh, Center Isbury. That was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, again, I want to reiterate the, what you said. What you said about uh, thanking Steve Albers for the space and the uh, at the at his venue, uh, which was a lot of fun. So and, uh, and again, competing with the two guys no cups and the uh, team from Twitter, uh, that was a lot of fun. Yes. So yeah. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> yeah, and. Uh... I guess we have to make Jeff Jones an honorary Let's Go Blues radio host now. Uh, and uh, Brent? 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 
Bren was our name? Bren. Bren, Bren I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. were they were uh contributing members to that to our team. Very much so. Yeah, Bren was man, she knew her stuff. Yeah. She yeah. was fantastic. Not I mean, Jeff knew nothing. Don't get me wrong. Jeff was terrible. But <laughs> outside of Jeff, Bren was fantastic. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, thank you for bringing Bren. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, but that was a lot of fun. And I and I'm glad that we uh were able to uh you know, take home the well, there was no trophy. Right. <laughs> so, Take home the bragging rights, right? Bragging rights. Yeah. I, who cares about trophy or, or shirts or or whatever? We we've uh, speaking of shirts. Speaking of speaking shirts, of shirts, we yes, won something else. Bill and I, we we're just winners this week, this past week. That's right. Uh, we uh, we didn't even know that we had made our volleyball playoffs in the league. We finished. We, we finished dead last. <laughs> It, and 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 it, it was such a small league. Everybody made the playoffs. Well, we uh, there were five teams in the league, and we thought top four. We were told top four made the playoffs, and all of a sudden, uh, after the season was over, we're saying our you know, hey, well, we'll see you next season. And then we we found out a couple of days later from our captain, oh, hey, uh, they we're in the playoffs. There's a play-in game, so five, fifth place plays fourth place. First place gets a bye. So okay, we played the the buy-in. We played the uh, play-in game, and we won. Lost the first one. Won the next two. Best out of three. And then we went on to beat the first place team in two games straight, and then uh, we beat the what the third or fourth place team in the yeah. final, uh, yeah. swept, swept swept them. So we won six straight, and we won the championship, and we didn't even realize we're in the playoffs until <laughs> a couple days before. That was so funny. Uh, anyway, I called the league and told them to make sure to include you guys. Oh, thanks, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, <clears throat> no, the, I I saw you guys posted about it this on Twitter. That's that is pretty it, impressive. It I was, mean, that's uh, it's ridiculous. That's, cool. that's why I, I was just it's funny mm-hmm. and uh, it was fun. It was just a fun. I mean, we played well. So yeah, yeah. I I only played half the season this year. Well, you were uh, rested. Yeah, I was. I was rested. <laughs> you were um, the ringer. Yeah, kind of. Actually, we have Noe Noe Gomez. Uh, he's uh, he's really good. Yeah, he was a mid-season addition to the team. So it was like you know trade deadline acquisitions put us over the the hump. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, it was it was it was amazing. I mean, we we sucked. We oh, we were terrible. We were, we terrible, were terrible during the regular season. I mean, we couldn't do anything right, and then got to the playoffs and couldn't do anything wrong. Yeah, it was, it's fun how it just all came. Everything came together. Yeah. Played as a team. <laughs> uh, the official beers of episode number one hundred and seventy-three, Mister Day. I see uh, you have a beverage. I do. It is New Belgium Oak Spire. It is a collaboration with Knob Creek. So it's a barrel aged, nice malty. Um, it says notes of toffee, vanilla, and caramel, and I agree with that. I can taste <laughs> that all. It's very good. Um, it's a it's a beauty, as I said on Twitter. Yeah, it's a beauty fish. Um, but the the stout streak so far has ended. That may change later. Ah. But uh, yeah, found it. Uh, saw saw it. Uh, the fryer tucks and picks them up. And yeah, this is. Uh, you know what's funny is that uh, I mean, you you say things like you know smooth notes of toffee, vanilla, and caramel, and you get the guys that say. <laughs> Yeah, I was drinking a fancy schmancy beer. I was drinking something. You know, it was gr- like, you know what? It's, it fucking tastes good. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, no, it's it is it is very good, very smooth, and it combines things I love. Nice, nice malty beer, and yeah, whiskey flavor. Jeff, what's your beer? Uh well, tonight I have an old favorite. I've had this on the show. It's probably right there with Contact High with the most I've had on the show. 
uh, Urban Chestnut Brewing Company always puts out good stuff. This is the Fantasyland Midwest Coast IPA Ale. Uh, just uh, it's got a, a, just a good. Go ahead. No, it's got a nice big uh, big mouth there for you too. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. For us uh, <laughs> uh, big mouth people, doesn't get any uh, bigger. Doesn't get any bigger. Oh no, yeah, doesn't. It. It's literally the whole top of the can. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and they they actually just posted last week on Twitter. They shipped their last of those style cans the manufacturer is no longer making them so don't throw it away oh Jeff. that's keep a it. shame i keep love it. these keep it don't throw it away i will keep it i'm gonna keep it and then when i get a new one i'm just gonna fill it in that one it'll be worth nothing but just keep it i'm gonna keep it it's it's gonna be worth something to me that's all that matters uh mine uh tonight is the uh moon jumper my milk stout from uh Distille brewery in normal illinois so uh, yeah, it's uh, and it's got uh, it's dark, sweet, and silky, which is pretty accurate. It's pretty good. I, the first time I had it was over the weekend, and I uh, I'm bringing it on the show tonight. So it's pretty good. I enjoy it. Have you had it? Um, haven't had that. I've had a couple of things. Um, I think they have uh, a Russian Imperial Stout that I've had on the show a couple of years ago. Okay. Uh, I think they're more known for their sours. Okay. I don't like sour beer. I don't. I'm not a sour beer guy at all. Yeah. I but, think I've had the Russian Imperial Stout as well. I think that's the only one I've had from them. Normal Illinois, huh? That's not too far. No, it's uh, they have a little star in this on this on the Illinois map, which is assumed right in the middle of Illinois. Yeah, not far from Springfield, I guess. Right. Up the road a piece. It's Bloomington Normal. Okay, Bloomington oh. Normal. Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, is, is there an abnormal Illinois? There needs to be an abnormal Illinois if there's a normal. Yeah, that might be like Troy. the Twin Cities, normal and abnormal Illinois. <laughs> yeah. How about? I got nothing. I was going to come up with something funny, but I got nothing. You're just too funny for me, Kurt. You can't one-up that, Jeff. Come on. Just, just Never. Move, move along. Never. Just not move along. your humor. Smile and nod. There is nothing funnier than you. Um, uh, we're going to do uh, Today in Blues History here real quick, and then we've got uh, 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 some guests on the show from uh, Crunch Time. What's the cr- Crunch Time with... Uh, Joe and Wags. Joe and Wags. I, I, was, I, kept, I keep wanting to say Joe and Skaggs, like Boss Skaggs. I don't, I don't know why I keep, trying to, keep wanting to say that. Um, today in blues like, history, uh, or like uh, uh, there was a Skags that used to do like the the doo-wop, right? Wasn't there a Skags? I do not. I do not know. I I mean I don't, I don't know. I know no one else else is is in their eighties like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Boss Skags fan. Yeah, a couple of good songs. <laughs> one good song. I don't know. Uh, today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, March twentieth, two thousand nineteen is today's date. So March 20th, 1984, Joe, Joe Mullen recorded his first hat trick and his 39th goal of the season as he set the record for goals in a season by a U.S.-born player in the NHL in the Blues' 9-3 win versus the Winnipeg Jets, the first iteration of the Winnipeg Jets. His, he finished the season with 41 goals that year. So, and Isn't it crazy to think that 1984, I mean, that, that was 34 years ago, 35 years ago, Um. U.S. born player, thirty nine was the most at that point by a U.S. born player. That's, I mean, that's all the that's all the league was, right? Was was U.S. born and Canadian born players? Yeah, and I every time I see a Joe Mullen today's Dayton Blues history uh, thing uh, that he posts out, I get annoyed because I was an, I, I'm, I was annoyed when he was uh, traded because they yeah. they want to pay him, and uh, he went on to be at the time the most prolific. U.S. player when he retired, a 500 goal scorer and a Hall of Famer, and and uh, if you look at his numbers, he's just like 30, 40 goal scorer, just boom, 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 boom every year, 
and he hit top 50 one year and it's like it's like man we just did want to pay him it's like come on he played like here for like four or five years or something four years and they just traded him away to calgary where he had a it was calgary yeah it was yep. calgary had yep. a great seat great career there yep. and a good career in pittsburgh too yep jesus key cog and a couple stanley cup runs yeah we want to pay him though yeah whatever you got you got to got to pay to play we were cheap bastards <laughs> okay but i mean winning brings in money too uh, 1993, Brett Hall of the St. Louis Blues scored his 50th goal of the season in a 3-2 loss to the L.A. Kings. It was Hall's fourth straight season with at least uh, 50 goals. And he commented on the article that it was a, he was coming off. He was a couple years removed from his 72-goal season, I think it was, uh, or a few years removed from it, and uh, or 86-goal season. Yeah. So, uh, and it was like a down year, and he was like, yeah, no, I guess, you know, I guess uh, I'm, I'm happy with a 50-goal season when I'm having an off year. So, uh, off year. That's crazy. I know, right? He had 100 and some odd points, too, off year. Yep. Uh, 1996, in his first season with the Blues, Grant Fuhrer broke the NHL record as he started his 71st game of the season in a matchup versus the Dallas Stars. And those are consecutive starts. He played in 79 games that season and put up a 287 GAA and a 903 save percentage, then played in 73 games the following season. Um, I remember when he finally sat a game in favor of Casey. And everyone's like, "What? Why now? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why not let him get to well, eighty? Well, Kate, and then Casey played a number of games down the stretch. But I have a no. question for you guys. Trivia question: Who played the second most games in net for the Blues that season? That season? That season? Who played the second most games in net for the Blues? The easiest answer would be Casey. But that's probably not the answer. The answer is not Casey. This is ninety-six. This is ninety-six. Ninety-five, ninety-six. Uh, that's a great question. Tell me about it. I come up with some good ones, don't I? Five seconds. Bob. Bill, you Curtis. Bill, you got anything? He was no. He was traded the year before. That's right. Um, Jeff Sargent. No, not too far off. You want the answer? Uh, I don't even have an answer. Uh, uh you see a patch of Blonsky, I'm gonna be. What pissed. year is this? Jabonski played one game that year. Yeah, he played for more. Ninety six. Uh, Bruce Racine. Yes, you looked it up. What? Bastard. <laughs> you looked it up. What? No, I didn't. No, that's stalling. Not the Let's see. Ninety-six. What year was it? Um. No, I wish. To... No, that's not the answer, right? <laughs> it is the answer. He played nine games. Nine games. <laughs> uh, no, eleven that... games. I'm sorry, eleven games. And uh, Casey don't played nine. Me, don't give me credit for that. I, I pulled that out of my ass. Casey played nine games. Racine played eleven, but Casey played more minutes. Casey played 395 minutes and Racine played 230. So Racine filled in. Yes, he filled when, in. Yes. When the Blues were doing poorly. Right. And Fear needed a break. Right. And uh, 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 Casey started uh, most of the games down the stretch. Actually, the last 15 games of the season, that's where he got his games in. <clears throat> Obviously. 2003, wow. Pavel Dimitro scored in overtime in a 3-2 win versus the Anaheim Ducks as the Blues clinched their 24th consecutive playoff berth. Um. I uh, don't give a shit. People will say, oh, well, the 25-year history, the 25-year in the playoffs uh, in a row doesn't mean shit. You didn't win anything. Bullshit. I had a fucking blast 
during those 24 mm-hmm. years watching oh, blues yeah. hockey. Oh, oh my yeah. God. So many great memories. Playoffs against Detroit, Toronto, Chicago, uh, Minnesota, uh, Dallas. Dallas, all of them. Uh, just, just, I mean, yeah, we didn't win a cup. I, I get it. It sucks. But there were mm-hmm. some amazing playoffs at Calgary. Amazing yeah. playoff series. Uh, some memories I'll never forget. Had a blast in the way I felt. You know, doesn't mean anything. Bullshit. No. Man, I, I remember when the uh, the lockout hit in 04, 04, 05. So it was 05. Uh, April came. And I remember just thinking, like, this doesn't even feel like April because there was no hockey. Like, yeah, obviously the whole year we were just sitting there waiting for hockey to happen and it just never did. But it, when the playoff time hit, that was where it really hurt. Like, oh, man, because that's all I do for three months is watch hockey hmm. two and a half months, whatever it is. And then the next year it really hit home how awesome that streak was because the blues didn't make the playoffs for the first time. And it was just, you're watching all these other teams make the playoffs, you're watching Chris Pronger lead the Oilers to the uh, Stanley cup final, <sighs> Doug Waite raising the cup over his head. And you're thinking, God damn, that was an awesome streak. I, I took it for granted. You just saw it every year. This team's in the playoffs. Doesn't matter. Douglas Johannes in the uh, YouTube chat says, Abnormal Illinois is in Chicago. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I like it. I like I it. Like it. I, like, I, li- I like that humor. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, uh, we've got uh, our guests uh, are with us now. We've got uh, Crunch Time with Joe and Wags, the two guys, Joe Hamilton and Michael Wagonect. Wagonect. Wagon Connect. Wang Connect. Okay. Wang Necked. Wang Necked. That's why he goes by Wags. <laughs> <laughs> that, I get it now. I get it now. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, how, are you, how are you guys? Uh, how are you guys tonight? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, the Blues have been playing well, so it makes my job easier talking about them, you know. I hear you. Uh, you can find their show at uh, CIA, CIAO, Chow, I guess com, And uh, I think on iTunes and other podcast directories, uh, they talk a lot of sports. And I know you guys talk a lot of Cardinals baseball, but they're here this evening to uh, talk mostly blues hockey, I assume. So um, what? Uh, how did you guys uh, get started with your uh, the Crunch Time show? How'd that start? Well, we uh, both went to school at Broadcast Center together, and a couple of years down the line after we graduated, Joe, who has uh, a lot of connections in the uh, Hill area, was able to get us a studio, and uh, we kind of joined up together and said, hey, let's let's start a show talking sports, Uh, you know, and we kind of started about uh, June last year, and and so far things have been rolling pretty well ever since, starting to get some big time guests and uh, some sponsors and stuff like that. So it's just been rolling along pretty, pretty nice for the last uh, eight, nine months. Um, so I have a quick question for Joe. Um, I'm, I'm told you have a very awesome nickname. What can you tell me about that? Um, do we really want to go there now? I think we do. I think do we want to wait till the end of the show. No, we're going to go right now. <laughs> Fine. Okay. My nickname, I, I bowl at a place called Dubal lanes on Friday nights. And uh, these guys gave me the nickname for some reason. Gave me the nickname uh, Joey Buttplug for whatever reason. I do not know why. I do not know why. Wow. And if Wags is listening and shaking his head right now, I'm sorry, dude, but he made me bring it up. 
(laughs) (laughs) But you know what? With a nickname like that, you almost have to, you know, this may sound a little weird to some people, but you almost have to embrace it. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a name you don't forget when you hear it, or or fight somebody over it. One of the two, you embrace it or fight (laughs) somebody over it. (laughs) Uh, You took the high road. Kudos to you. (laughs) Yeah, good work. I don't know if I would have. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I wanted to ask you too, also uh, before we get into kind of some some blues talk here. um, Seems like on your guys's Facebook page, especially, you get a lot of uh, interaction with uh, with with your listeners. A lot of those guys are on the TMA page, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And uh, one of them, and I'm not even going to say, me and Wags both do not have hockey knowledge. And Wags plays roller hockey. So... Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, for those that don't know, TMA, uh, the morning after, that's a show I used to be on. Uh, Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, and... Uh, um, uh, Jimmy the Cat Hayes, uh, wonderful show. Um, but yeah, they. I know that there's a lot of crossover in your audience. You guys run a show similar to them. Are they kind of an inspiration for you? Um, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd say that, but you know, I started. I was on a show on Five Ninety The Fan at first. It was called The Changing Station. You ever heard of it? Yes. It was on Friday nights from eleven to midnight, and I was the uh, sports director. I was the one who did have all the sports talk on the show. So I got my, I guess I got my name, if you were were to say that, through the TMA page, because most of the people that were on the TMA page also listened to uh, um, the changing station. So the the changing station with Joey Buttplug. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that, that actually sounds like it fits together. I know. You know we're gonna change your name now, Joe, on the show. So it's uh, it's not uh, Joe and Wags anymore. It's Butt Plug and Wags. So it's it's wow. It's it's better than Mucus Plug. Oh God! I mean, Don't remind me. People who have had kids are very familiar with that term. So uh, of course oh, we have to ask man. we have to ask a couple St. Louis questions here. First of all, how old are both of you? What high school did you go to, and what area of St. Louis do you live in? You go first, Joe. I um, am 25 years old. I graduated from Melville High School, and I live in South County. And I went, I mean, I, I went to Melville. It was, it was fun. I'm actually covering Melville sports now, too, which kind of touches home for me. Nice. Very cool. Uh, I'm uh, 34. I uh, graduated from Pattonville High School in 2003. Go Pirates! And I uh, currently reside in O'Fallon, Missouri. O'Fallon, okay. Um, I'm also, by the way, a former uh, broadcast center student. So nice work there, guys. Uh, bet you graduated. I did not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how much of it is graduating, and how much of it is just reading enough before they kick you out? Basically, yeah, that's basically where I was. Uh, they had heard enough of my voice. I had uh, read about a fire in St. Louis way too many times. <laughs> you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. People, Other yep. people listening are, what the hell? It's a script they gave us that we had to read probably five times a day. I, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was horrendous. Uh, but let's move on from that. Uh, how long have you guys been Blues fans? For me, I've been a Blues fan for... Basically my whole life, and my first game I actually went to, 
I went with my cousin, and I've been hooked ever since. I had hockey to me. You're always on the edge of your seat. Um, and I started actually going to games when the Blues had that horrendous season in 0506. And, and, and you it still was liked tough them. to watch. And you still liked them. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, for, for me, uh, growing up in the in the '90s, it was all about you know Brett Hall, Brett and Shanahan. Uh, that that was when I got hooked. Was in the you know the early to mid '90s, and you know going through like you guys were saying the 24, 25 years in a row in the playoffs. You know just because you didn't win the cup like you guys were saying, it's still exciting. You still have a chance when you're in the playoffs. So I was hooked from you know '92, '93 on, even through the the lockouts and the lean years and. You know, going to games when Calgary was beating us 10 to 2 and, and those sorts of things. So I, I've just been hooked. And when I got to play hockey in high school and have continued that throughout my life, it's just uh, one of those things that it, it's been life and, and I've enjoyed it ever since. Wags, where do you play roller hockey? Uh, I play out at uh, Madison Square Garden out here in O'Fallon, right, okay. uh, right behind the Bolero off of Highway 70. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I used to play out there as well. I grew up in St. Charles, so uh, I know the area well. Uh, out of Queenie mostly now and, and Kurt and Bill, you guys, well, probably not Bill, Kurt, you still play. Where are you, where do you play your roller at nowadays? Me? Yeah. You, uh, I, I actually, I, if I, if I play, I'm playing at the Y pickup. I, I, I don't have played in a league in a number of years. Uh, I, yeah, I think my league play capped out at 25 years or something. So I, I haven't, the last, the last league I played in, uh, we were uh, screwed over in the playoffs. Phil <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was, was it? Yeah. Was it he the guy that told us the wrong date of the playoffs? Is that that wasn't him? Yes. Are you serious? Yes, it was. I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, oh fuck, wow. Phil Maroon. He, I didn't know that. Yes. He, we were okay because we we were okay. We had we had a, a up and down start to the season. And we were playing okay. Won a couple, lost a couple in the last like four or five games. We just caught fire. We had a hot goalie, uh, and we won like four straight or something. And we were playing really well. And we I think we finished second overall. And then we were gonna second versus third and first versus fourth in the playoffs. And uh, we were told the wrong day for our playoff game. And we showed up like I don't know that a day we, after. We or showed something? up on Sunday. Yeah. And they said, "Oh, your game was yesterday. You forfeit." Yeah. We oh, you, know, you forfeited. The playoffs are over. And I'm like, what are you? That was Phil Maroon. Mm-hmm. Are you shitting me? I'm. Not. I didn't know that. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> I thought I we've talked about that before. I well, no, we have not. I have you, not talked about. It. I, I I talked with the guy on the phone. Oh man, when I had my conversation with him on Facebook, where we had an argument, I would or on Twitter, I would have uh, brought that up. <laughs> man, as, as sounds like we get Phil on the show. Yeah. Son, oh. my recollection, it was definitely Phil. Because he's a okay, right. so he's not just a jerk in real. He's not just a jerk in Twitter. He's a jerk in real life. <laughs> yes. Well, oh. well, he was way back. You know, man, we got to get Phil on the like, show next. He's, he's, he's an admitted. He he says he's an asshole. He admits it. That was 15 years ago. I think. Okay. Well, yeah, still. It was a long ass time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Oh, uh, yeah, it was about 14, 15 years ago. Yeah. 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 I, I think uh, I think we both stopped playing organized roller hockey at uh, right around 30. Uh yeah, I played. Now I played a long time at the Y and pickup, right. and we played in ponders too. tournaments and stuff. And uh, that's been a lot. And that's been the I, yeah. But league play, I haven't done it in a while. Yeah. 
Uh, so let's uh, let's actually remember we have guests here. And uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Why are you asking me questions, though? You, you know better. You I didn't expect me, it to go into Jeff, a twenty-minute spiral. Well, Phil Maroon came up. I didn't that that I didn't realize that was going to happen. And plus, you asked me a question. I'm going to talk for a while. So you know better. <laughs> You're right. I do. That's, that's completely my fault. Um, so I want to talk to you guys a little bit about current Blues events. Uh, this is actually it's funny that that so we have we we keep notes here on when we have guests on things we definitely want to hit on and it's funny because I wanted to open with this question and Kurt included it as the first blues question so great minds think alike mm-hmm. uh, are you guys team Allen or are you team Biddington? <laughs> oh, there's no in between. You got to pick one. Yeah, there's no in between <laughs> there. Uh, right now, I mean, you have to be team Biddington right now. Uh, just, just the way he's playing. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously you got people with, wearing shirts that say, do I look nervous? All that stuff. I mean, he's just calm, cool and collected. Uh, yeah. Last night, I mean, I was at the game last night and the two goals he let in were, were, were kind of Allen esque, uh, but he, he leads the, the league in goals against, and he's looked solid in, in every game he's been in for the most part. So yeah, I think as much as I kind of, you know, give Allen a little bit more credit than he probably deserves, uh, I think the ship has probably sailed on him, and, and we have to kind of ride with Bennington and, and see what you got. Uh, how about you, Mister uh, Mister Buttplug? <laughs> Jeez, just call him B. Uh, just call him BP. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, Bennington. I'm Team Bennington, and here's why: the guy, the guy just doesn't. I mean, he's been out of position the last couple games. He's gone out of position a little too much, but he just. Allen seems like he's so, I don't know, off balance all the time. Bennington keeps his balance. He knows, it seems like he knows what he's doing out there. Yes, he may be a rookie, but this guy's 25 years old. Most goalies come in the league, what, 22, 23? I guess it depends on the goalie, but I guess young, younger goalies, 23. Yeah, I just, I think you got to run with Bennington. Now, the goals that, uh, who, uh, the goals that were scored against him last night, he needs to get that get that out of the way now because if the Blues make the playoffs, you know they're going to ride the hot hand, and the hotter hand is Bennington. So, I mean, I don't know what we're going to see. It's it's going to be a it's going to be it's going to be real hectic the next nine games. Do you yeah. know what? So do you know what's funny though is that if you ask somebody if they're Team Bennington or Team Allen, if they say they're Team Bennington. I don't think you need to explain why. If you say you're Team Allen, you really do need to explain why. <laughs> that's that's true. Because it, uh, when you guys said, oh, I'm you know, Team Bennington, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Complete sense. But if, if one of you were to say Team Allen, I'm like, oh, I want to hear why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think at this point it's, uh, you know, and, and I know that, that a while ago the argument, and, and if you listened to our last show that uh, was a recorded episode, I went on a rant about, uh, you know, starting Allen over Bennington. Allen had started four of six games or five of six games or something, and it, it angered me because, oh, he's the hot hand. No, he's the average hand. Bennington had a little rough stretch. You got to let him work out of it before the playoffs start because your starting goalie right now is Jordan Bennington. You know what's weird, though, about that is that uh, 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 Bennington's rough stretch, quote, quote, rough stretch, it wasn't a terrible stretch. I mean, it no, wasn't. It wasn't. It, was, it wasn't it Allen like. Was, it was two games against Dallas that he gave up four goals. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. And, it, and he had. I, I mean, we've talked about this, and and every goalie is going to have a an off game, 
and just uh, keeping it to a minimum, you know, and how you rebound. We've done a lot. And so, I mean, that's, I mean, Allen's proven one thing and Bennington is, you know, we'll see how he can, you know, he played well last night. Well, except for, you know, eh, eh. Yeah. well, okay. Well, okay. So we, uh, uh, I'm going to call you BP. Okay. <laughs> or maybe, maybe, maybe the gas station. That's a good nickname. <laughs> That's a good nickname, the gas right, station. Right, you you've evolved it. Yeah, I've evolved it. It's it's, it's like two steps removed from butt plug, <laughs> right? The and gas I'll station. take that over. I mean, JBP was trending for a little bit, so I'll take that over anything. Ah, the gas station, yeah, because you shorten butt plug to BP, and it's the gas station. I'm the gas station. That's cool. I like that one. You could ride that one. Amico. You could call him Amico. Or that's like that's a gas station. <laughs> Well, Evaco became BP. Right. Oh, that's right. You're right. That's no, right. Jeff Jeff took it a step beyond he did. you. He, he did, but if, he if made it confusing. If you wanted to go crazy, you could call him Standard. Oh, my oh, God. Sin- Sinclair, oh, God. maybe. Sinclair? <laughs> no, Standard preceded Amico. Yeah. Okay. I was Kurt, not, you're just not getting it. No, I get it. Know. I get it. I was just going, I was just trying to guess and say, maybe Sinclair was before Standard. No. Sinclair was a dinosaur logo on the... Uh, there was. Yeah. <clears throat> Come fun for the hockey fact, talk. Sin- <laughs> stay for the <laughs> stay yeah, for fun the history fact, of Sinclair oil. was the last full service pump at uh in St. Charles. Texaco. Call him Texaco. Does that, does that apply? I feel like Joey and Friends. Pete Chicago. If you guys <laughs> familiar with that that episode. These the guy these guys are never gonna want to come on again. Uh you know what? <laughs> You're the one that started this, right? <laughs> That's true. It's right, it is. Quit talking to me. <laughs> uh, you had the question, Kirk. Take the floor. Uh, I'll, t- I'll ask a question. Uh, give us, Okay, guys, give us your thoughts on what you think this Blues team is capable of over the last, was it nine games of the season? And assumingly playoffs, what do – this is like a loaded question. Uh, not a loaded question, but it, it, there's a lot to it. Multiple, it's tiered, it's thought provoking, and it's it's a you know. So what needs to go right for a long playoff run? What they need to improve on? That's like four questions. <laughs> well, the, your, your your thoughts on the Blues down the stretch and what they need to do to get better to make a s- successful playoff run? Yeah, I mean, I mean, down the stretch, uh, I think they were talking earlier today that, you know, they, they need about nine points or so to really kind of secure themselves a spot in the playoffs. Uh, you know, they have to they have to hold down that third seed. Uh, I mean, I feel like Nashville is a team that obviously we've shown this year we can beat, uh, whether it's in Nashville or here at home. Uh, so going up against them is probably the top priority. Uh, you, you fall into the uh, that wild card spot. Yeah, you probably can win some games against Calgary, but they're a young, fast team, and they're a little scary to me right off the bat. Um, you've got a lot of good chances against Eastern Conference opponents uh, for the last nine games, so that's actually a, a big benefit for them, so they're not giving away points to teams that are possibly chasing them. Uh, the, the things they got to clean up, though, I mean, it's it's been something that's a long story all year. They, they need to be able to get out of their own zone. I mean, even last night, you know, 7-2 victory. There were still points during the game last night where they just struggled to get out of their zone, even on the power play. And, and that's something that when you get into the playoffs against teams that can that can forecheck and just kind of hem you into your own zone with speed, uh, it's going to kill you. Uh, so really, over the last nine games, I'm just looking for them to collect the, the points that they need to get in and, and really work on getting out of their own zone and, and getting some more power play goals. Uh, that's power plays are important in the playoffs as well. And if they can't score like they have shown, they haven't been able to, 
Uh, it's just going to be a long, long road in the in the playoffs this year. Do you share that sentiment, uh, gas station? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and and here's here's the thing, this power play. I don't know. I'm gonna talk on that that point there because the power play has just been awful. Yes, there are games where they look better, but this team tends to make too many passes when they should be shooting more. They're making probably two or three more passes than they're shooting on the power play. Some power play, some power plays are dominated by the other team to where, I mean, is it really even a power play? It's, it's ridiculous, really. And also they need to get healthy. You you still have Gunnarsson on the IR. You still have um, a few other guys on IR. You need to get back. It's a good thing Perron's back. Good thing Tarasenko didn't take too long to come back. Uh, San or uh, Sunquist doesn't look like he's serious. So you just need to get healthy. And if the Blues are fully healthy, I believe this team can go on a run. But if they can't get healthy, I don't know. I really don't. But I will say this, they have a favorable schedule, but that also scares me as well because this Blues team, for some reason, plays down to their competition. What do they have, like, four games against teams under 500 or four games? It, it, it could be flip-flopped. I don't know. But this team needs to play better against teams that are not in the playoffs. Now, that was a good first step last night in beating an Edmonton team while they're down. To, to back up um... – your point uh, for those that are athletic subscribers, Jeremy Rutherford had a great uh, uh, write up on the Oilers game last night that uh, this is, that was really the first time the blues have stepped up above their competition. Uh, so for those of you who are uh, uh, love friend of the show, Jeremy Rutherford over at the athletic, make sure you uh, check out his latest. Now guys, before we uh, uh, close up here with you guys, I wanted to give you guys a couple minutes here I know you guys are, are big Cardinals baseball guys too. Um, obviously, we got a pretty big crossover here with Cardinals fans. A um, lot of moves this summer, a lot of lot of changes. Um, what do you see going forward? What's what's going to be the big storylines uh, for the rest of Cardinals uh, spring training? Joe, you handle this one because I know you're itching for it. All right, <laughs> so. Uh, I want to first touch on Tyler O'Neill because the guy has five home runs and looks like he can. Um, uh, Tyler O'Neill has hit five home runs, and I was talking to one of my co-hosts, the uh, other co-host on Crunch Time. Oh crap! You guys still there? We're here. Yeah, we're, we're still here. here. All right. I think, um, sorry, I kind of screwed up. You're good. We no, still hear you. We can hear you. You're like good. Lost your video, but you're good. That's fine. All right. So my point is, Tyler O'Neill may not make this team. And he's hit five home runs this spring. He's looked like the best Cardinal this spring. Dexter Fowler still looks like his swing is uh, looks like he's swinging a bow door. Um, you have you have guys in the rotate. I mean, you have good pitching, but it's iffy pitching too because you have young guys in that rotation. Um, there is a fight for the fifth spot in the rotation. You have um, John Gant and you have Dakota Hudson fighting for that fifth spot. So uh, it'll be interesting to see who gets that fifth spot. We already know who the opening day starter is in um, Miles Michaelis. Uh, that's a good move. I don't think Wainwright is an ace anymore anyway. And I will say this. On the Goldschmidt front, if he has a good year by the All-Star break, 
I bet you the Cardinals sign him to a three, four-year, $130 million deal. Their case in point. <laughs> you, you got the numbers even per Like, you want this deal to happen. <laughs> Wait, you don't, Lex? <laughs> no, I mean, I want the deal to happen, but you got it down to the specifics. Four years, $130 million. I'm like, ah, if they sign him, great. But you can't also go on a half a season. I mean, I'm, I think Goldschmidt's going to be the key this year. I mean, putting a guy into the middle of the lineup that's that's going to be feared by opposing pitchers, that's something they haven't had for a very long time, really since Albert left. I mean, you can throw Beltran and Berkman in there as potential, but no one's been feared in this lineup since Albert left. So getting a guy like Goldschmidt, just kind of put us back on the map, especially after missing out on Stanton and Harper and Machado. Uh, but I think for me, the biggest thing is it's going to be this rotation. I mean, it's all youth. Uh, I mean, you got Michaelis, who, yes, had a great year last year. You'll see if he can repeat. Uh, and after that, you've got, you know, Watkin and Wainwright. Not really sure what you're going to get there. Hopefully good. And then it's all youth. I mean, Flaherty is, is right now penciled in to start opening day here on April 4th, uh, which would be incredible. I mean, you know, Bob Gibson out there for the, you know, the Hall of Fame ceremony. And then all of a sudden you throw Flaherty out there, who's, you know, a Bob Gibson-esque pitcher. Uh, Dakota Hudson, Reyes, you just got a, a bunch of guys that uh, can really do well this year. So that's really what I'm looking forward to is just seeing the the youth in the rotation and just seeing what we have. Uh, because the offense is going to probably find itself. Uh, you know, we know what we have in Fowler. You know what you have in, in Carpenter and Goldschmidt and, and really Wong and DeYoung. Uh, the outfield is going to be interesting to see what you get out of Ozuna and Bader. Uh, but for me, it's it's just going to come down to the pitching staff. Uh, if you can't pitch, it doesn't matter how well you hit because you're still going to have to score a ton of runs. Well, uh, if you guys want to hear more takes on the Cardinals and the Blues, uh, they are Joe and Wags, and you can find them uh, at uh, chowstl.com. That's uh, C-I-A-O.com. Uh, crunch time, Joe and Wags. Where else can people find you guys? Uh, how can they interact with you on social media? Uh, we have a uh, Twitter, uh, crunch underscore time JW. You can also join us on our Facebook page, crunch time with Joe and Wags. We also stream live on Facebook during our show as well. So you can catch us there and uh, more to come. So nothing else set right now, but we do have more coming. So uh, we'll, we'll be able to post that on the Facebook when we get it. Cool. Um, and I, you might've mentioned it. Maybe I missed it. Uh, when do you, when do your shows record? Uh, Monday from one to three, and then we're on iTunes and Spotify. Cool. Very cool. Well, guys, this was, uh, this was fun. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, I appreciate, uh, the humor, the candor, and, uh, uh, just the, the, the good blues talk. Uh, thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. All right. Take care guys. Peace. There was teasing of speedos, but instead we get butt plugs. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We that 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 yeah, the speedo thing didn't happen, did it? No, hmm. no, and uh, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some you can borrow. I mean, okay. It's I bought you. some for it's the hundredth episode. That's right, you did. <laughs> I yeah, I bought mine and then I instantly got rid of them. What? They're comfortable. <laughs> okay, they are quite comfortable. I could never, never bring myself to even try a bob. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, um, Craig Berube uh, leading uh, the uh, NBC Sports Coaches Power Rankings. I didn't even know there was a thing called the Coaches Power Rankings. They, they. <laughs> so NBCSN is very 
formulaic. Everything they do, their broadcasts are formulaic. Their content, their web content is formulaic. They do the same thing for the Premier League. It's a weekly thing. It's meaningless. It's whatever good soundbite they have that week. So I don't put a whole lot into it. Granted, I love... I, like Brube is the first coach that I feel like I haven't had to bitch about yeah. in five coaches. So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't put any stock in, in the no, power ranking oh, I, thing, I, but I've, no, I've never have put uh, the, the, those, the power rankings are for a discussion and they're not, they don't mean right. anything. It's just to get people to argue. It's, it's to drive content. Yes, it really is. And it does. It It does. I yeah I'd never heard of it either. Um, I don't think, I, I don't when, think it's a I, thing until I don't think it was a thing. Until no, recently. it's funny because when I saw it, I even said to one of my friends, "I'm like, I, have you ever seen this before?" And he goes, "I think you only hear about it when your coach is in the top three. And I have, I'm like, the Blues probably haven't been there in a while, so that would yeah, make sense. Well, you know what? When Yo took over, if it was there when he took over, I mean, he would have been up there because they went on a run. I I don't know. Yeah. Yo would have been in there after he took over for Hitchcock and the Blues couldn't lose. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, and yeah. No, it's... so and they they included uh, there's a couple of charts here. Um, Mike Yo's last 53 games, uh, he was 23, 24, and six. Brube's first 53 games is he was he's 30, 18, and five. Uh, Mike Yo this season seven, nine, and three. Uh, uh, Chief this season is 30, 18, and 5. So, uh, drastic difference. So, if you want to give him credit for that, uh, I mean, it's fine. I mean, right. but I mean, it's it, it could be random. I mean, it we, could we be. Talk, we talked about it before, you know, that it, it's, it coincides with the calendar year, which makes no sense. Right? Yo, right. it was great until. Yeah. Oh, know, yeah. The calendar year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was great until the end of December. Well, mid-December, and then the Jake Allen factor kicked in, where he forgets how to play goalie for three months, mm. two two and a half months, and sunk him. Do I did we we've talked about this, but you guys are still the opinion that you that we wait on before until the off season before we make a coaching decision, uh, like a, a final permanent replacement, whether we give him so, the extension. Yeah, it's, Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead, Bill. No, okay, I'll go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm always to you, too kind. Sir. I'm always like, Bill, please talk. You know more than I do. Um, <laughs> uh, no, you know, I, uh, I, I, I am in agreement because I've said this about many coaches. I mean, when you know, when the Blues put an interim tag on someone, or the Cardinals put an interim tag on somebody, I say. There's no rush to recite. It's not like he's going to be picked up mid-season by somebody else. Wait until three weeks before he's a free agent, before he's his contract's done. And then that's when you enter discussion. And yeah, a lot of times you're going to leave yourself open just like you would with a player. If he goes on a strong run, and let's just say the Blues win the cup, okay, you're kind of handcuffing yourself. You're going to have to pay this guy to come back as your head coach unless you're Washington. Um, but you're going to have to, you know, and that's fine. I'm willing to take that risk because let's face it. Chances are, you know, 16 teams make the playoffs, 31 teams in the league. One team wins the cup. Chances are blues are going to finish first, second round if they make the playoffs, you know, not, you know, just, just odd speaking. So why rush 
to sign him. Wait until you see what this team does. Then that's when you say, okay, we just lost in the second round of the Winnipeg Jets in seven games. Good run. You guys had a great strong to the end, a run to the end of the season. Here's our offer. You know, why do it now? There's no point in doing it now. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, I, I don't want to see, you know, the typical Doug Armstrong knee-jerk reaction. Knee -jerk. Thank God he hasn't done it yet. I'm right. surprised, actually. Right. And same thing with somebody, um, Kyle Foxton on Twitter said, you know, quick, somebody grab Doug Armstrong before he gives Maroon a five-year extension. <laughs> 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 you know, that's, that's good. I totally good. agree with it. I mean, he's he has been he has been kept in check. He he, there there wasn't the crazy, you know, December first. Hey, we just gave Yori Laterra four years and four million or five million per. Well, he's been burned a lot, with, right? With giving and, contracts out extensions out too early, right? And so I'm I'm glad to see that that's in check. Now, what I would say is that coach shelf life in the NHL right now is very short. So I I prefer them to go into the off season before making a decision and make a calculated decision and don't give anybody more than two years. Uh, I don't think Quinville will come here. Uh, I see. Here's the deal. Well, uh, as, point, far, as, as far as Quinville still being out there and being on the table, if he is or if he isn't, I, I would really, short of the Blues making the cup finals, um, I, I really, uh, they need to talk to Quinville first before... I mean, he's out there. You have to at least explore the option, if they haven't already, of him coming here if he wants to and what it would take. I, I, short of the Blues, make, if they make the finals, I'd be like, okay, that was pretty fantastic. So I would be all for bringing the coach back. I, I'd be, I, I, but but <laughs> it, if that doesn't happen, then I, you have to talk to Quinville and try. He has to be your priority. He has to. Um, the, yeah, I mean, blues. I agree. I but but here's the okay i agree with you completely but the play devil's advocate let's say the blues do that they wait uh you know joel quinville hey we're going to talk to you first we'll talk to him but in the meantime craig baruby gets snatched up by another team joel quinville ends up going to coaching somewhere else i don't i don't think i don't that, think ken hitchcock is, would be is, available is that a blues <laughs> blunder i mean is that another no. step in the blues blunder that we've seen no because uh, with with coaching and goaltending no because i would imagine the situation would be that since brube uh, coached here i imagine they say okay we uh, this happens i'm assuming all the time where it's okay uh before you sign anywhere let us know what the offer is or whatever um and i, I come back to us you know, if we if we're still mulling over what we want to do, come back to us with what your offer is, and then I I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine that he would just sign and leave if the Blues would tell him say okay well we're we're trying to decide what we want to do, and uh, you're a candidate, and you know what I mean? You know, just, just I don't think he would just leave out from under him not saying anything. I would think okay here's the offer from wherever. Uh, that's where the, I'm going to go. The only team I can see doing that for Barube would be Philadelphia. Again? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think they're going to remove the, the interim tag on Scott Gordon. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think they're happy with Scott Gordon, but at the same time, I think they're in the same boat as the Blues. I think they want to talk to Joel Quinville. Yeah. And if they don't get Quinville, I think they're happy with Gordon. Uh, I, think the, I think if Quinville's out there, you just have to, you have to explore that option 
seriously first. I was I was much more enamored with Quenville when Yo was the coach here and not getting results. Right, Rudy, but now we're getting results. Now we're getting. Results. I know. I get I, it. I, I, I get it. It may be. It may be entirely. You know the. You know recent results. So recency bias with yeah. the success of Baruby. And we've seen that with Yo. Yes, he had short that's what scares success. me. That's what scares me. And Baruby doesn't have a good track record as coach before here. So, and not to say that would that means he won't here. Right. But I'm just saying that I, I, you have a guy out there that couldn't have been second to Bowman, like the second best coach of all time or whatever. He, he's up there. Yeah. So, I mean, you really have to try to get him if you can. I'm not saying I would, and, and if you can't, then I'd be, I mean, depending on how the team finishes, uh, as of right, I'd be, I'd be happy with bringing Bruby back, Bruby back if they couldn't get Quinville or what's his name from the, the Toronto's, uh, the AHL team. Sheldon Keefe. Yes. I like him, but yeah, this, I, I like this might, that, that's this intriguing. might, this might be the craziest thing that idea thought I've ever had on the show. I know that's saying a lot cause I've had some really bad ones. Um, but what really honestly worries me, it, and again, Craig Ruby's done a great job. I don't want to take anything away from that. However, how much of it is that Mike Yo was that bad <laughs> to where Craig Ruby is a good coach, but not a great coach? Yeah, that's that's well, my concern. So, so I think I have to chalk. Chuck, I have to give him credit, if, give Barube credit for trying something other than writing Jake Allen into the ground. Mm-hmm. Oh that's, yeah, that yeah, seems yeah. to be that seems to be a major turning point with this team. I oh yeah, and I've been impressed that he actually went with Bennington as the number one. Right. And and he's and the thing is he is not and after so, a bad start right. to go back to him again. Yeah, but he hasn't been. So like we have to have our number one. We have uh, we have to have the guy who's defined as number one. He he gave Jake Allen over the last week three out of two out yeah. of three starts. Right. You know, I at this point it's easy in hindsight to say that was not the right decision. <laughs> but well, I mean, Jake it, Allen so, wasn't the well. We talked about Buffalo this game. because about that one game that Allen started or that we dis- that game. we disagreed with because that would have given Jake Allen four out of the six starts in a row. Mm. And I was like, "Is is Bennington your number one or not? I mean, what are you doing here?" So that yeah, that, that's, that that's something I said. Yeah. Uh, on the show last week, I, I that was one of my rants. I went on after the interview with uh, Dan yep. King King. I never say his right. King Gurry, I think, is how you say it. Uh, I went on a rant about how, listen, I know Ottawa is a shitty team, and you want to get the shitty teams. You want to possibly get your backup in there, but with the way the the, the schedule was structured. I think normally a team would put their number one out there and they put Allen out there that concerned me. And I'm still, I'll admit I am still concerned nine games left and then playoffs. I'm still concerned that Bennington will have one kind of rough game like he's had. And then Jake Allen all of a sudden comes in, plays average to above average. And it's up. See our starting goalies back. Jake Allen's back. That's all we need. That's yeah. a major concern to me right now because that's the way this organization has gone for years. As far as the playoffs go, you're talking, you're talking playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That worries me too. But I, I, I really, well, and especially after what happened with Washington last year, with uh, Grubauer who started the 
the playoffs as the number one. And, and then he Hobie had, took it back over. Yes, after two games, they went down 0-2, and then Hobie took over. And uh, I don't know, luckily won game three because it was an overtime. Yeah. But uh, if he and then, and then they went on that run, so uh, and won the cup. So I, I, so they're looking at that. So okay, well we can start the playoffs with Bennington, and if we get off to a bad start in the playoffs, we can go back to Allen, which I think might be a mistake. So, but yeah. I mean that might that well, might work no, for it, around. So right, wait, right, yeah. Wait. Are you arguing to start Jake Allen in the playoffs? No, 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 no. I'm arguing. I'm arguing ground. based on see Allen doesn't have, does not have the pedigree that Hopi had. Hopi had some fantastic seasons. Right. I mean, won a Vesna. he won a Vesna, didn't he? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And so I, I really do think that uh, if you, you need, to, I mean, unless something drastically changes here in the final nine games, you, you, Bennington is your number one in the playoffs, and you ride him unless he looks like total dog shit early. I mean, like really bad in the play in, in the first round. I, I, you have to. I, you, you, you can't fuck around and go back to a guy who. And people are going to come chime in and say, oh, well, Jake Allen has great uh, playoff numbers. No, he had one really good playoff round. And, and that skews Plans. his – That skews his – Yeah, well, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that skews his other numbers to make his overall numbers pretty good. Right. He hasn't played a lot of playoff games. It's a small sample size. So when you have a really good playoff round three years ago – Or two years – Was it two, three years ago? Mm-hmm. Three. Three. So – Which is not even like last year. It's, 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 it's before that. So it's not that recent. Um, you can't go back to that. You can't keep going to that well. That that is gone. That's past. That's done. That's not. That's not the same goalie we have right now. Um, so so I think what's going to be telling is look look at the upcoming schedule. Right. This is the first weekend in a month that we haven't had back to backs. So we have tomorrow night Detroit coming to town. Saturday night, yep. Tampa Bay. Monday night is Vegas. Vegas, and then after Vegas, we play three days off, and then yep. you have back to backs: New York, New Jersey. Yep. Without the back to backs, there's no reason that you have to start Jake Allen in any of these games. That said, I will tell you, you know, I am I've been on the the Bennington bandwagon since he's been here. I hated the two goals that got scored against him. Mm-hmm. Those were Jake Allen goals. Those were, were terrible. Overplayed his angle, got caught on the wrong side of the uh, far post and wraparounds. He almost made a, a miraculous save in it. You know, almost at, on both at, of them. <laughs> right. On on the live feed on the Nugent Hopkins goal, that didn't look like it went in. No. But you slow it down, obviously it did. Terrible goals, I thought. You know, it, but I want him to, I want them to give him the chance to come in tomorrow night. And shut down the Red Wings. I mean, the the, that, and that's that's the mark of who your starting goalie is. If if Jordan Bennington is truly the starting goalie, even though he won last game, we can all agree the goals against were a little rough. Um, if he is truly the starting goalie, they're going to come out and say, you know what, we got to we got to give him a chance to redeem himself. Nine games left. We got to make sure his confidence stays high. Uh, going into the stretch run, and it, if they give it to Allen tomorrow night, yeah, that's that's that, that's a glaring issue. That's me. what I was going to say because if they if they give Allen the start tomorrow against Detroit, that tells me that they're not sure who about who the number one is for sure. Mm-hmm. And the, you got to think if we're thinking it, Jordan Bennington's thinking it. 
And, and you know what? It's not even. It shouldn't even be an issue of hey, we need to give him the start against Detroit to get his confidence up. No, he's if he is the number one, he gets that start by default. There, yeah, it's not you back let to him back. work it out it's, in the game. It's not back to back. He's it'd be great to get more experience for the playoffs, even though he's played a lot of games uh, in a short amount of time. I, he, I mean, if he's if he's physically, if he's not exhausted, um, you got three days coming off coming up. And if you 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 start him against Detroit, I, and then I I really maybe maybe you flip flop one against Tampa Bay, one against Vegas, maybe. Um, but I I think really depends on if uh, how it goes with Detroit. But if he starts against Tampa Bay, which I would hope he would because he played really well against Tampa Bay, shut him out uh, in their own building early of the season. Um, I think that if he plays well against Tampa Bay, then he starts against Vegas, and then you split the starts with New York and uh, New Jersey. But um, if he plays so, poorly against uh, Tampa Bay, then I then Allen, I bet you Allen gets to start against Vegas. Purely mm. by numbers, you've got nine games left. I am okay, not even looking at the schedule, I'm okay with Jake Allen getting four of those starts simply because playoffs are coming. Give Jordan rest if you think he needs it. But if, if Allen gets start five... In that nine games, that is a glaring concern for me. It, if he, that if, means they might go with Allen for game one. If if Allen gets that many starts, uh, to me it it better be because Bennington has looked awful, or yeah. uh, because the way the standings have panned out, we don't need the points, so you rest Bennington for the playoffs a, a couple games. That's that's the, kind of the, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I I, that's that's the only two scenarios. Where I'd want Allen to get more starts, I, I really, I, because I I, at this point, Bennington is your guy, and you need to set this up for the playoffs so he isn't overworked, I guess, and gets the number of starts he needs to be ready for playoffs. I'm not uh, again. I'm not looking at the schedule right now, but or the uh, standings right now. But um, I think that uh, I think it's Vegas that's kind of locked in to their spot. They're not really going anywhere. They're not going up or down. Um, so, you know, if they were to start Malcolm Subban the rest of the way, you know, not the rest of the way, but a uh, majority of the time, yep. I think Vegas fans would be okay with that. Uh, and I think it's the same thing. If the blues were more locked in to that third spot or the second spot, I think it's okay to give Allen some more starts there, but that's not the case right now. Right we're, now it's, we're it's fighting still Dallas tight. all the way down. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a, it's a tight contest. So yeah. you have to start your goal, your starting goalie. And as we've said multiple times the past couple weeks, your starting goalie right now is Jordan Bennington. Right. So Bennington made 32 saves in the one nothing shutout against Tampa Bay. I mean, I think there's no doubt who should start tomorrow. I, it, it should definitely be Bennington. I agree. And, and given again. the given the fact that he shut out Tampa yes. Bay before, you give him the chance to go That's again. a no-brainer. Right? That's a no-brainer. And so... Uh, when does Tampa play again? Because that that playing. game that game tonight they won four to three or five to four in overtime. Victor Hedman scored. That was a hell of a game tonight. They are going to be gassed. Um, so if they have another game between now and Saturday, they're they're going to be a little bit tired, and they've got to be at the point where they are uh, starting to run down. So they play tomorrow night in Carolina. Okay. And then, uh, so yeah, the, I'm, I'm sure Louis Domingue will get the start tomorrow night for them. But I, yeah, I don't see a, anyway, Saturday night game against number one team in the league that you don't start Jordan Bennington. Unless, unless you expect a total letdown and then you're like, okay, 
run Jake Allen out there to get lit up. I think if we can create some separation between us and Dallas, get four or five points up right. on them with a few games to go, maybe you entertain the idea of, of resting Bennington. But yeah, I think it really, you do not want to, you, you want to play Nash. I mean, I mean, at this, assuming you can't catch uh, Winnipeg, which that's, it's, that's right. they're up very, nothing yeah. on Anaheim right now. And they're probably, they, they should win this game. So I, th- that's a very tough thing to think they could do right now at this point. Uh, they kind of blew that chance on their rough patch the past eight games or so, 10 games. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think you have to really just uh, try and get home ice against Nashville, which might be kind of tough too. So we'll see. I mean, um, if you can't, you no, know, to no. me, not into the world. I mean, it's the not the end of the world. A, they, they've been such a good road team. They have okay. been, but I hate that building. Right. In I the do playoffs. Too. That building I do is right. to me. Yeah. Like the other morning I woke up with uh, that fucking Tim McGraw, like a <laughs> bullshit stuck in my head and, yeah, because because I was thinking about having to go to Nashville to start the playoffs. I should have looked up uh, Nashville's home playoff record to see how much of I mean how much how good it is because I I would imagine their home ice advantage I would just should be better than most teams. I mean, just the way that building is at least recently, you would past think. few years. I know that for a while they struggled uh, when they were playing Detroit every year, but. That's been a while now, so yeah, I'm not that sure was, what it was. That was when Detroit was in our division. Yeah, gee, what's that like? Yeah, being struggling against Detroit in the playoffs. Yeah, wow. Hmm. Wonder, wonder how they <laughs> feel. Uh, so the Blues have uh, with Dunn's first period goal on Saturday versus the Penguins. Uh, that gave the Blues three defensemen with ten or more goals for the first time ever. That when I first heard about this being a thing last, like last week or week or two ago, I was surprised. I would have thought that during the Pronger McInnes era that we would have had three defensemen with ten or plus goals. Uh, like Duchesne, McInnes, and Pronger. I thought they would each had mm-hmm. ten goals, but they did not. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. You got. I mean, you got to figure that when Duchesne was here, Pronger was kind of at the start of his glory, and Duchesne was kind of, I don't know, I guess at the end. Plus, he was more of an assist guy. Because I was, I was under the same impression. I'm like, okay, there had to be at least close. But then you think Duchesne probably your best bet. Outside of that, in that time frame, who else would have been up there? I thought uh, Havanov scored Havanov? more. Yeah, he I didn't though. Havanov. He didn't. He didn't score a lot. I thought he had. I think he was more. He had more assists, but I he didn't have a a, a lot of goals. I, I I thought he had more than he did. But I went back and looked. I'm like, oh, he didn't have more than like six or seven goals in a year. So, so to to plug my my YouTube channel, Jay Potter ninety four. Um, I yeah, uh, I actually just posted a game uh, where Havanov scored his first NHL goal. I don't know if do you guys remember that. I do not. He scored his first goal on an empty net against the Phoenix Coyotes. I think it made the game 3-1. He threw his gloves off and skated around like he had just won the Olympics. <laughs> he, I mean, it was amazing. And it's funny because you know Ken Wilson's got the call on the game, and Ken Wilson's like, you know, by the time it makes it back home to his uh, his countrymen, they're going to hear, you know, that he was uh, uh, came in on a breakaway, sniped the goalie top shelf. You know, and it's it's just so funny because – you watch that. I mean, you think about it. Shit. The, one of the three of us somehow, some way got into an NHL game and we scored a goal on an empty net. We would do the exact same thing. He uh, he scored the game tying goal in the Wednesday night comeback game against uh, Wednesday Toronto. Wednesday night wonder. Wednesday night wonder. Yeah. He uh, top, uh, top shelf on uh, Joseph, I believe. Yep. That was uh, that was a beaut. That was one of my 
Favorite moments in Blues history. Great season that was. And I've told this story a lot of times. I missed that game. I turned the game off. My dad turned it off. Yeah. And uh, I made him turn it back on when I saw it was 5-2. to two. I went to Coles, and I checked the score on something. I guess I had a phone at that time. I don't know. And I, I could, I, it was like staticky in the – I had a, a portable radio, as it was, I think. And I, it was staticky inside Coles, and I couldn't – I was like, did they just say the Blues tied it? I couldn't make it out. That can't be right. So, yeah, I think I want to say, maybe I'm wrong here, vote. but I want to say. <laughs> yes, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> I want to say that when I uh, I found out because I was on, do you guys remember the Blues? And I'm sure all teams did this. They used to have like a like a live game update, and it was just like a website. Yep. You would click it, and then like every 20 seconds it would refresh. Yep, and it would have a, and, a Jumbotron with two with the score up there. And yeah, there, yep, there might be, if yep. you're lucky, like text. Of plays, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, and that's. I that's know the what guy. I, I know the guy that used to do that for the Blues. Like, uh, I do too, actually. We both know him. You know, well, I know the guy that did it before the guy that you're thinking of. Pretty, okay, pretty well, sure. Then pretty I, sure. I don't think I. I don't know if I know him or not. You you're talking about Pinkert? I'm talking about Pinkert. I'm talking about okay. But I know the guy that I know the guy that Pinkert took over the job for. Okay, guy, so. well, you're cooler than me then. Uh, obviously. <laughs> No, I remember because we had our uh, we had our computer in the room adjacent to uh, to the living room, and uh, my dad was in watching some crappy western or something. And I was like, "Dad, McKinnis just scored, made it five to two. And he kind of gave me this look, and he goes, "Yeah, it's not going to happen." <laughs> and I go, "Even if it's not going to happen, can you please still turn it on? Let's let's just watch and make sure." And I'm glad he did. Yeah, I don't I don't turn off games anymore. And not since that game. Uh, so uh, Peron and Tarasenko have returned. Uh, Peron returned three games ago and picked up uh, right where he left off. Five points in his last three games. And he's maintained his personal point scoring streak, which now stands at 16 games, which is the fifth longest in uh, franchise history. Behind uh, Brett Hall, Brett Hall, Blake Dunlop, and Phil Goyette. Uh, Brett Hall's uh, the top spot is 25 games straight. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, granted, that's uh, 91, 92. Was that a, uh, that was in the 86 goal year, right? Uh, yeah. Was it? That, it might've been. That was. Yeah. That sounds right. I mean, gra- yeah. granted, you put up that many goals, that many points, you're, you're going to have streaks like that. But sure. Right. Jesus that's, Christ. That's, 25 games. That's pre defensive end. Yeah. Era. That's pre New Jersey trap. 96, that's, 95, 96. That's the high-flying uh, yeah. Smythe 6-5 to five, yeah. uh, division games. Yep. Yeah. Back before goaltending was a science. It's uh, Cal Ripken has the uh, the record, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 847. <laughs> Something like that. Um, Tarasenko returned last night versus Edmonton. Surprisingly had no points in a game where the Blues scored seven goals. Uh, but he did have a couple of really good chances early in the game. Uh, breakaway, yeah, breakaway. Had that uh, that chance uh, where uh, the netminder held the post quite yeah. well. Yeah, early like his first shift. I yeah. think it was. Yeah, the the breakaway Koskinen made the cuff save. Yep, it was good uh, save. It was a good save. It, I mean, I think we would have all been like, "Thank God, 
Tarasenko's okay. It's not, you know, it's not right. going to be the the injury that kept him from scoring in the playoffs. Yeah, he uh, he has a us from getting into the playoffs. He has a flair for the dramatic. Mm-hmm. That like he in big games he tends to show up more times than not. And uh, in in his return to the lineup, uh, he was uh, all over the place that first those first couple shifts. Yeah, he, he, and I really think that set the tone for the game. Right, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, the the team was we were able to set kind of the roster that you'd hope you know maybe maybe Gunnarsson can get healthy and get back and you know spell Delzato at the back end uh but otherwise this is kind of the the lineup you want you're you're finding chemistry with you know with certain players you know with uh with Perron and and Bozak and you know that that looked good you know yeah and I we we talked a couple weeks ago about um you know goalies make big saves they let up bad goals and it kind of sets the tone for the team you can make the same case for your your top goal scorers i mean vladimir tarasenko goes out there and has a massive couple shifts to start the 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 game the team's going to be flying there well look at vladdy go you know vladdy's got you know three good chances there and two shifts you know and uh, David Perron came back and and uh, a couple games ago and and looked great. Uh, had an assist in his first game back. I mean that you look at that and it's it just it just kind of makes the team, especially when they've been kind of you know you mentioned it, Kurt. They've been kind of downtrodden a little bit. Not not uh, not bad, but I mean they're not playing at the level they were. And, you know these these guys come back in the lineup and and they just they dominate and they look good and and they they look like the top line guys that you expect them to be. And it really just kind of rises the rest of the team and, and they come out and, you know, the next line comes out and says, all right, guys, Vladdy did this. Perron did this, you know, let's, let's, let's do the same thing. You know, obviously that's more in the back of your head, but I'm just saying, you know, it, it really does kind of uh, make everybody uh, play on the same page and, and want to uh, be the next, make the best big play for their team. Well, Tarasenko and Perron both back that all of a sudden we're deep again. Up right. Yeah, that, that just right. helps everything else out. Schwartz gets put on the third line and yeah. gets a hat trick. Yeah, right? which is good for him because they were sticking him on the first line, which is, was not working. Right. They force feeding him into mm. the the wrong role. Yep, put him on the third line, and I mean, he was just he, you know, he he's been working his ass off through his goal drought. You know, he and maybe taking some some ill-advised shots but you know in the last night it seemed like his release was just free and easy yeah and he was uh he his shots were getting through and they weren't like in the goalie's gut uh seemingly he early in the season it seemed like he was getting a ton of chances good chances and putting great shots on net but he just wasn't getting the results he was getting stoned they were getting blocked or whatever um, and then he went into a funk where he wasn't even getting really good chances right. for a while. If, if he got a shot on goal, it was weak and right. right into the midsection. Right, he wasn't yeah. he wasn't crashing the net. He wasn't uh, attacking the net. He wasn't uh, uh, driving to the middle. He wasn't doing anything. And then uh, yeah, so and hopefully he's come out of it a bit here. So that's that. yeah. Go back to um, was it the the Coyotes game where he scored late on the power play, just walked in and. I got to the top of the circle and yeah. sniped. Yeah, yeah. And look, what what game was that? That was the Coyotes game. Was it? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. yeah. They, he made it two to one. Yeah, yeah. And then um, OEL scored the empty netter. Yeah, 
Well, obviously, uh, Schwartz listened to the show last week because I called him out and said we need to see more out of you, buddy. I mean, I, I, I mean specifically, and I don't know if you guys remember the play, but that Coyotes, uh, I think it was the Coyotes game. Maybe it was the Senators game. Uh, he had a three-on-one, and uh, he had a, the, the puck right next to the slot. And instead of shooting, instead of ripping it, which he should, which is what we saw him do last game, he passed it to Sunquist, who was covered. Yeah, and yeah. and it was just come on, man! Like they pay you to score goals, they pay you to <clears throat> to make the big play. That is not the big play. That was not smart. Shoot the puck. I mean, at the very least, try to get a rebound for Sunquist to bang it in. You don't you don't try to make a pass to somebody who's got a stick right there in the lane. And and I think seeing him come out so big uh, against Edmonton, that's that's what you need from Schwartz and. If this is the start of something, I mean, this is at the perfect time for him to start getting hot. He's got uh, six points in his last five games. Let me see if it goes back farther than that. Uh, six points in his last five games, and uh, but helped by four points last night. But still, so he's uh, he hopefully he's coming around. Uh, the- we'll see. I mean, maybe he's not, but at the very least, if you know, this has got to give him a little confidence to where. He's going to at least be starting to create some more scoring chances for the team. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. That's, that's more, uh, he scored more goals last night than he did com- uh, in his last 16 games combined. Right. <clears throat> At, I, I think he started looking better in that Coyotes game, and that the goal that he scored gave him the confidence. I mean, granted, the first goal he scored last night, this terrible goal by Koskinen. That's just worse oh than God. any goal Jake Allen's given up all season. <laughs> when he when he shot that puck, uh, Koskinen's left pad was completely across the goal line in the net. And I'm like, what are you doing? He wasn't even. It wasn't even like he was. I mean, initially I thought he was cheating for like a pass because it looked like Schwartz was going to pass because there was a guy there. Right. But, but what are you going to do if he if he accidentally misses the misses the pass and hits you the pad? It's a fucking net. I know. And I'm like, what were you doing? Cuz he and he wasn't like cheating off the post. He but he was on the post, but he was like just in the net. And I'm like, you weren't he was at like I don't think he could play that any worse aside from just not being in the net at all. <laughs> call right. call me crazy. That contract extension to Koskinen is what got Chirelli fired. Oh, four was it four year four four years? Four years. Four million something plus. Four million per, I think. Yeah. Right. And Ken Hitchcock. That's insane. Ken That's, Hitchcock being the good soldier that he is is still rolling the guy out there despite did, how bad he is. And that 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 was very that that's losing hockey because he had what well, they had lost six straight or something like that, and he was a p- big part of that. Wasn't playing well, and Hitchcock went back with him last night, and he was asked by a reporter, "So why are you going back with Koskinen? He's our guy." I'm like, "That's losing hockey." If if yeah. if, 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 if 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 the reason why your struggling goaltender gets put back in net is he's our guy, why the fuck is he your guy? He's struggling. He shouldn't be your guy until he's playing well. I don't Edmonton think he- makes <clears throat> enough. It would be how crazy would it be to see them make that contract extension and then this summer buy them out <laughs> within a couple months of each other? I mean, it, I would. If I'm the new GM, to sue if Peter I'm Ken Chirelli Gretzky, in, in Canadian court for that, I if know, I'm Ken Gretzky, I am all about doing that. Uh, the uh, so the 
last night's win, uh, possibly Hitchcock's last time behind the bench in St. Louis if he retires, which he, I don't, who knows? Who the fuck knows? He, they're thinking he's going to retire, but you never know because we thought he was going to retire three years ago All right. or two years ago. The only thing I can think right here is, you know, the scene from Tombstone when Wyatt Earp's riding out of town and, you know, the Curly Bill says, well, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Your time's well long since gone. Get out. Uh, Schwartz had a hat trick in the game plus an assist. Uh, not the uh, the El Cheapo variety with the empty net. It was uh, all three shots beat goalies. Uh, so that was that was good. And uh, Piranha, two goals. His, and, uh, his should have had a hat trick. Should, could have with the hit the crossbar yeah. and had a great chance after that, too. God. That And that's, that deflection on the second goal. Oh yeah. my God, that's a thing of beauty. That yeah, yeah. I and I, I included that that gif of the uh, of his of his goal. I I was on the treadmill and Zoe loves watching the Blues games with me, and so she was on the couch, and I'm and I I saw it going. I'm like, Zoe, watch this and watch the yeah. replay because this is amazing. This is this is a goal scorer's goal, fan fucking tastic. Tipped yeah. it uh, behind his, uh, reached right. back between his legs, tipped. and jumped, and jumped. Yeah. Oh God, dude. I, you know, there are times when when I've made a couple deflections here and there in my day when I, I've made you know like the the puck's coming right at me, and I get it on the shaft or I get you know, like in my, the tournament I played in a couple weeks ago, I had one that just went off my skate right through the goalie's legs and went in, and I was like, oh my God, that was the greatest tip ever. But then I see stuff like that, and I'm like, God, I should be able to score 15 goals a game if I had the kind of talent that, that a guy like David Perron does. I mean, that's a sick tip. Good Lord. You know, the best deflection I ever had, the best uh, tipped goal I ever had in a game was in uh, a pond tournament. It was, uh, gosh, it might have been the first, the sec- probably second tournament, I think. Uh, it was a shot from the point. I was about... 12 feet out from the net something like that in the in the slot and uh i deflected it down sharply and it was a rocket of a shot i deflected it down it def- it went deflected off the rink and then back up upper corner that was a badass t- I, I, i'm like well that's my best goal ever that was amazing <laughs> I, I surprised myself so <clears throat> uh not much work for bennington in this game uh, I don't have the. What do you have? Eight. What do you have? I don't have the numbers in front of me. Eighteen mm-hmm. saves. I'm guessing. Yeah. And like we talked about before, sixteen the, saves. The, the two goals weren't very good. No, no, I'm not. I, the the first one was off the backboards and sprung out a little bit. Yeah, but he was um, off his angle. He was. He was. He, he was he, way off. His he angle. was way off his angle, and he slid. And he yeah, he overplayed it. And as much but, as I as and, much and as I bitched about Jake Allen and, right. and that. That's the first that, thing I thought that of. That was his thing, right? I, he, I thought, oh, that's that's what we we complain about Allen for that that type of play. Right. There yeah. were there were three goals last night that were very reminiscent of Jake Allen. That 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 Koskinen playing from inside the net, and then the two wraparounds. <laughs> it, well, actually, th- you go to Maroon School, same kind of thing. The goalie overplayed the angle. Maroon came around quick and got the wraparound. Yeah, I, I mean, I. Uh... I was willing to give uh, Jordan the, the the pass on that that first goal because he almost made the miraculous save. Um, like Kurt said, it, it did take a kind of a hop off the backboards. He was off his angle, but I thought, you know, he almost got back. He's a big guy. He thought he'd get back in time. 
shit happens. Sometimes you just get beat. So I, I was willing to just kind of let that one slide. But then he gets beat on that second one. I thought the second one was way worse than the first one. Way off his angle. Came way too far out. And uh, uh, the wraparound was just an easy play right. uh, it's, it's for the fucking, forward. I mean, it's right. just it's Zach you, can't let that, you can't let that happen. Zach Cassie you can't is, let... is on the first line because Connor McDavid needs a guy to you know to that can bowl his way to the net and score. Hasn't had that since Maroon left, and then you let him do that on his own without McDavid setting him up. It's terrible. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I was even going to say that that uh, if that's Connor McDavid, that dude's got lightning quick speed. Okay, you know, I'd be willing to say, all right, well, you know. McDavid's ridiculous. Out of his, you know, yeah. he, he's going to make that play ten times out of eleven, or ten times yeah. out of ten. We just, we just, but we just pulled up the the first goal, the Nugent Hopkins. Yeah, the and and the the shot from the point that goes wide left side and hits the backboards and comes out the other side. <clears throat> uh, Bennington can't do anything about the the bank of the boards because it comes off the boards and then all the way back out in front of the other side, and it's an easy tap in really, but but on the shot. Like right. we said, uh, Bennington is outside of the blue. Yeah, uh, his left pad is on the edge of the blue, so I mean he's 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 about he's, he's a couple feet out of position. Right. He's overcommitted. Yeah, too far to the. And right. listen, we've we've commended him for his ability to challenge shooters, but when there's a shot from the point like that, that's a little too much there, Jordan. You're uh, you're better than that. And the thing is too is that he's not well. I would say he's not at the top of his crease either. But there's a guy there, so he couldn't really get out there. Right. He knows it too, because you can tell when he puts that. As soon as the shot goes by him, he's like, hey, "Oh shit!" <laughs> right. and, and he, like we said, he almost got to it. Yeah, um, he almost got to it. Yes, <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm craning my neck to see Kurt's screen. You can tilt it. You can turn I, it. I could. But there you go. That would take. You know, it's funny how microphones actually do move. Uh. <laughs> I, I love <clears throat> Pareko uh, preserved the shutout for a while um, with his, oh uh, god that was the save that Bennington made and then it uh, it was arching in the net behind him and uh, Pareko just slaps it out of midair and clears the zone, clears the puck away that was fantastic um, which just, I mean you man, can't I, you can't say enough about Pareko I mean mm-hmm. about he does he's been right. doing everything right and uh, and that's like we talked about you know. We've always we've said it uh, multiple times. I know other people bitch about it that if only he could be uh, a more uh, 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 bruising defenseman. Yeah, that'd be great. But then he makes a play like that, and it makes you say, "It's not needed." You know, I mean, th- just how smart he is and how quick he is to react to plays. I think you know. Listen, I I like Petrangelo. I think he's he, he does a great job. But I think uh, uh, reactionary and instincts. I think Pareko tops him on that. I mean, you see a guy like like Connor McDavid make a move on Pareko, he's reacting the exact same area that, that, that McDavid's moving to. I mean, he's reading his body and he's able to tell where he's going. That's hard to do with a guy like that. And then you make like again, like I said, that that play, you think, I mean, when I saw Bennington's glove come up and snatch it, I thought, oh, he's got it. But then I saw the puck fluttering, and then Pareko knock it out. I mean, a lot of defensemen probably even think like, "Oh yeah, Pennington's got that. I'm good." And he he had the presence of mind to have his stick ready to knock it out of there in case that was gonna fly towards the net. And I mean, that's just 
Heads up defense. You do you remember do you remember the conversation we had on the show was it last season or the season before? It was it was uh, where we talked about if we could keep if we had to get rid of one, Pareko or Petrangelo. And I think we all said Pareko. Didn't we? Pretty sure. Yeah. And uh and I, I think that, that holds true to was today. It, that might have been earlier this season. That wasn't this season. I don't sure? think no, I'm pretty sure it pretty sure it was last mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Even I mean, the start of last season, I, I think maybe. Yeah, I, I um, guess it was. Maybe not. I guess well, Patricia had a great I, start to last season, though. Right. I think it was. I think it was probably midseason last year. It might have been when he was struggling. Yeah. Yeah. And right now, I mean, that him jumping up on the play and he's scoring goals right now. Oh yeah. It, you know his his reads are great. Same as Bowmeister. I mean, yeah, Bowmeister's like they said it on the broadcast last night, and I couldn't disagree with him. He's played the best hockey that he's played with the Blues. He's been really, really good, and uh, which we can skip ahead and we can say that. Do you want to resign Bowmeister? <laughs> <laughs> After all we've talked about with Bowmeister the past few seasons about how we just wanted him gone, wave him, trade him for anything, now all of a sudden. It's a conversation of whether or not we would bring him back. Well, it depends on the money. Well, it depends on the years. Right. One year, two million, bring him back. See, I think he'll get more than that somewhere else, I, which is then, fine for then, him. Right. Then, I agree with then you. let it happen. I completely agree with you. I'm like two, two and a half tops for me. I'm like, and, and, and one year. If you give him two years, he seems older than he is. We talked about this before, too. He's like 35, right? So yep. it's like, I'm like, I'm like one year. Right. Which which he's gonna want two years somewhere. Right, he's thirty five. Been in the league, he'll get he'll almost get. half his life. He came into the league at eighteen. Yeah, I know. And he, and he'll get he'll get two years somewhere. Yeah. And he, and he'll get probably more than two point two and two point five somewhere. And so if he wants to stay here, I, I would hope that's about as high as they would go because, I mean, he's no. an injury risk. Yeah. I don't want him. You don't want him at all. I don't want him for five hundred thousand. Okay. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but well, you can't have it for just, that. That's that's below the minimum, right? Is that below? And it's not even. <laughs> yeah, it's the minimum. Um, I, you know, it's not even a knock on him. Um, I just the way that he's been treated by uh, the coaching staff, the the training staff, keep rolling him out there when he's hurt. Just how bad he's looked. Yeah. Listen, he's had a great, great couple of months here. Uh, probably the last three, four months, he's looked as good as he's looked in a Blues jersey, but. Yeah, just that's great. And, and a lot of it's health. And I, I have a friend who uh, told me that that he started going to a chiropractor that uh, he goes to as well. And the minute he started going to this chiropractor, he started feeling better. So, yeah, maybe he's healed. Maybe he feels better. I'm sorry, three months out of a, what, five-year extension of playing good hockey? Sorry, see ya. I uh, I don't want to take that risk again. Again, it's... It's not really him. It's it's the fact that the training staff and the coaching staff kept putting him out there when he was clearly not ready to go. Um, I just don't want to take that risk again. I've seen too much Jay Bowmeister in the lineup, and I'm I I think it's time to walk away. Um, it, it makes you wonder if they had just sat him an extra six months or f- right. three four months I've whatever, said that. and just not play him at all and let him heal to where he needed to get to to play at more like this level. If it would have made a big difference, like over the past year and a half, one of the one of the summers, like uh, you know, Blues, uh, either when they lost to Nashville or maybe last year, you just say, "Listen, Jay, I don't care how you're feeling. 
we're not going to start you next year until December. I mean, is that really going to kill you that much with how bad he was playing? Like, I I think that would have been the way to go. Just give him some extra time to heal. Hey, yeah. man, we, we got you on a five-year contract here. We need you to be 100%. So that's what I would have done if I were them. But depending on again, how this... I know... Depending on how this year plays out with him, um, I would I would take him I would take him back. I can't believe I'm saying this. I would take him back uh, if it was cheap, and I, I'm talking like Bill, like two million, uh, and where where it's a very low risk situation where mm-hmm. you could maybe trade him for that. You could trade him for that money. You could you know waive him whatever. You could you could do you'd have options and you absolutely do not give him no trade clause. Yeah. So. I- you know, it's, that's uh, that's the only way I want to do it. I know, I know. Lance commented on Twitter about how that, you know, he somehow found out that his agent was, uh, or he says his agent wants uh, five to six million per season. And I'm like, that is fucking not going to happen. I don't think he's getting six million anywhere. That is ridiculous. No, no one's going to do that. That's, he's not an offensive defenseman anymore. He's uh, he's he's not a he's not a he's not worth half of that. No, uh, I don't know. So I don't know if that's just, I don't know if Lance is making stuff up or if he just got bad information or what. But I, that's that, that that can't be right. That can't be right because yeah, that's no. that's. I mean, I okay, I get wanting to ask for that, but no one's going to give him that. Well, He's not going to sign for that. Well, maybe, he might at the maybe, most he'll get like three and a half. Maybe Edmonton will. He's if if they six million around, not no. not six million four five. If he gets five, that 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 GM should be fired. Well, shit, they they signed uh, what Andre Sakara to five million, right? And he's that who injured the they can't entire keep, fucking. They can't keep giving up contract. bad contracts though. That no. I mean, they're gonna it's just awful. They mm. already have. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I I don't. I he's thirty five years old. He's not gonna get. You know, they, I, he's not gonna get two years six million. He, he might shouldn't. get. He might he get shouldn't. one year. Four and a half or something, and but if he's getting two years, it's gonna be a little less money. Yeah, I, like I said, bring him back one year, two million. I you can't give. No, I agree a, with you. I, I I'm I'm in that boat. Yeah, if I'm a GM, I am not. If I am a GM, I will never give a player over thirty five more than a year, which you know is which discrimination, but that's the nature of sports i think you're I, I, I think you're more inclined to get better production from a defenseman at 35 36 37 than you are to forward though too so i uh i will say that if they bring him back for more than one million i will be furious that's just my take on it i think i think i think two million is a very safe signing i, I don't yeah. think there's there's not a lot of risk there yeah nope like you said you could trade him you could do you have options there i i, I mean you, you know what i mean i you could waive him, and someone might pick him up for that money. But my, yeah. my issue with that, and I know that, that this is getting into specifics, but if they sign him to you know two years, two million, one year, two million per whatever, uh, you know Armstrong's giving him a no trade clause. That, then I would say I, no. I, I don't want to do you, that. You you know he is. And well, that's, just, I, and that, well, if that's he, the nature of it. If he thinks he can get more money elsewhere, then yeah, he would say, well, if I'm not signing for less year, I want a no trade clause. But I, then I'm like, no, nah, I, 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 if I were Armstrong, I wouldn't get into those. But you know what? No. You're. This is this is what we want, we're offering you. If you don't want it, then uh, then uh, good luck to you elsewhere. I I I wouldn't do it. But I don't want to get handcuffed. For, you can't get handcuffed with a bonus contract again. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get you know too young on defense with uh you know because you know Dunn's looking good and 
Um, you know, you got a couple guys coming up here, but you know, from what I hear from all accounts, Mitch Ranky looks fantastic. I think if it comes down to Bo Meester or nobody else, I'll go Bo Meester, or I'll, I'll go nobody else because I, I I'm willing to take a shot on what one of these young guys can do. Yeah, th- that's that's the other part of the equation is who's who's not going to get a chance because we brought back a 35 year old. I think I think it's very good. Insight. Well, Gunnarsson's not coming back. I, well, I mean, he's a free agent. He's a UFA. Uh, Delzato is not. He's a UFA. So I mean, they've but that, and and that was another conversation I had with somebody else was okay if you don't bring back Bowmeister, what do you do? And and as crazy as this might sound to, to some people listening right now. I'd be fine with Michael Delzato coming back as a seventh defenseman. I mean, obviously the contract he's at right now, no way he's going to have to make less, but do you bring him back as a seventh defenseman? And then, like I said, you bring up a guy like Mitch Ranky, uh, Jake Wallman, one of those guys, give them a chance. I'd be fine with that. I mean, Delzato's a veteran. He's not, he's not Jay Bowmeister right now, but I mean, he's a veteran guy that you could plug in. That's a little more reliable than uh, some of the other veteran guys in the AHL. I uh, <laughs> I think of him as being old, Delzato. He was born in 1990. Yeah, he's. I mean, he played with uh, Petrangelo. Yeah. So he's what 30? Was he 20? He's 28. 29. 29. Yeah, he. I think he's another guy. Didn't he come up pretty early? Wasn't he like 20? When yeah, he he's, he seems like he's been around a long time. I, I and I, Delzato, I think he's. I mean, aside from uh, it was first game or so. Yeah, the the bad. Turn behind the net yeah. against Anaheim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he's been he's been okay. He's been I've had no problems with him. He that I, that's what we talked about. He's been he's been you don't notice him out there, which is a good thing for defensemen. Is that he just, he plays his minutes and you don't notice him and he's doing his job. So that's yeah. Your your bottom four defensemen, the way I see it, is if you don't notice them, they're doing something right. Right. Um. Uh, so Maroon has goals in three straight, seven points in his last ten games, four goals in his last six. Uh, he was hurt in the offseason, had uh, surgery for a herniated disc in his back. So, like has been speculated about Tarasenko and Bowmeister, Maroon may have been playing hurt early in the season or substantially less than 100%, uh, which would explain a lot about his play um, because he was, he was pretty awful when we talked about this at length. So, especially, especially in the puck possession metrics, he was supposed to be, which was supposed to be a strong suit of his, uh, puck possession around the goal, and he was just not good at it. So and he like he was not good on the boards with contact and stuff. So I, that is like was well, he playing when he shouldn't have been? And and you you said you know explains a lot about his play. I think if he's coming in hurt, that might explain a lot about his contract. That's true. You know, yeah. I mean, you think about when when he was signed, what what one point eight, one point six for one year. Maybe part of that was Doug Armstrong telling him. You know, hey, we, you know, we we just did your physical. You're not ready to play. Uh, get yourself healthy. We'll we'll sign you to one year just because we want you. But uh, you know, we, we need to see you improve health wise. Maybe that was part of it. And uh, you know, you got to figure that uh, it's you know we're in the home stretch now. We're in March. You know that 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 contract was signed in what mid July, late July, early August. I mean, that's you never know. That could have been part of it. I did, it's just I, Tarasenko. Uh, apparently, they said it was was still not healthy to start the season, and that's why he struggled. And then Maroon was awful, and it's like, well, you know what the 
Bowmeister for like over a long time. <clears throat> what is with? I mean, I, I okay, okay, you can physically play, but you're ineffective. Is it going to benefit you to rest and rehab for an extra month and a is half? It, is it going to hurt the team? I, mean, I, I, I well, okay. we said well, 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 Maroon was a healthy scratch a number of times. And it would have been beneficial for him not to be in the lineup at all on many nights. So I don't understand if he was hurt or not 100%. I don't understand why he just wasn't sat and just let rest. I, well, I do not get split, that. I mean, if you're Mike Gill or are you fucking pissed, you made me play with two, <laughs> you made me play two injured guys and then you fired me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I know that we kind of get into the the ownership and, and the GMs. Uh, job a little bit here on the show and, and maybe it's a little bit of conspiracy theory but you know you think about it and it's uh, you know I mean how much of it was okay Maroon okay you know you're you're the uh, you're the hometown guy you're gonna sell tickets we need you to play Tarasenko you're our sniper we need you to play Bowmeister you're Petrangelo's top line mate we need you to play I mean how much of it was Let's just make sure we get well, these guys playing because we need them to sell tickets. I mean, that that's the only thing I can think of to play these guys because I've bitched about this for years. Back when Bear Jackman would have horrendous years, and at the end of the year, first day after, Blues would say, oh, yeah, he's been playing injured. That's why he played so bad. Well, why the fuck are you playing him? Like, give him some rest. Let him come back. And then see what he can do as a healthy 100% player, not a guy playing at 60%. There was a documentary, and I'm, I was looking for it, and I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, guy uh, played for the Denver Broncos in NFL. And uh, it was f- pretty fascinating about how the pressure to play uh, when you were hurt and uh, not being at 100%. And, uh, and it was just interesting. And I wonder, I mean, I'm sure that plays uh, in the NHL to some degree. I mean, to to not lose a roster spot, to especially with Maroon's contract, but to not lose a roster spot and to uh, and if the NFL, you know, the money's not guaranteed, so it's maybe it's a bit different, but uh, if you don't want to lose your spot and if you want to, uh, and the pressure to play from ownership, management and the training staff, how they will just let things slide or not make the player aware of certain things to tell them they're healthy when they're not quite healthy. Um, which is corrupt and whatnot in the NFL. It's just it was crazy. I, what's his name? He was a big guy. Uh, played for the Broncos. Um, good player. Damn it! It's on the tip of my tongue. Shannon Sharp. Ter- Terrell no, Davis. No, no, no. It wasn't a. It wasn't a, a score. It was like a lineman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like he was like a linebacker. Um, God, what was his name? Anyway, but it was it was interesting. And I wonder if any of that you know carries over to the NHL where they've. Uh, forced to play or they or the training staffs maybe not being completely honest with the player as far as what's completely wrong with them so they they put them out there anyway i don't know not Hmm. not to throw out conspiracy theories but that's a real thing but it's a the broncos linebacker uh starts with a b maybe emmanuel sanders no starts with a b i think uh bronco davis no, Denver Broncos documentary <laughs> player Von Miller played her. No, um, damn it! This is, this is fun. Let's uh, keep doing this. No, I don't want to. <laughs> anyway, 
I can't. Maybe I'll tweet it out later. Uh, Pac Man Jones? No. no. Was he a Bronco? <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, so that I don't that that that's 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 just something to keep on the on the in the back of your mind. Um, playoff chances and how far the Blues have come this season. There's a chart that was put uh, put out there by uh, HockeyViz.com. Um, it's just fun to look at. Uh, that the it it's a line graph that shows the Blues at forty percent probably make the playoffs to start the season, and then it just tanks and goes down to like ten percent or less uh, in uh, December. And then all of a sudden in January, mid-January, it skyrockets and just goes to – and by the time it's uh, in like a two-and-a-half-week span, we've skyrocketed to in the like upper uh, like 95%. <laughs> Listen, I ain't no good. Nuts. I ain't no good with graphs. I ain't no good with the maths. But, wow, that might be the highest climb I've ever seen in a graph. And it, and it helps that you can see a lot of other lines went down. So yeah. our rapid incline, and that was like the perfect storm of stuff for like uh, almost a month. But that was just everybody else around us that we needed to catch was playing like ass, and then we were just tearing it up, and we just zipped by a whole bunch of teams. Yeah, there's one I'm looking at right here, and I'm thinking that has to be Minnesota or Colorado, the way it just goes down. I mean, it it plummets at the might same be, time. Oh, it might be, it, it, be Anaheim. The inverse might have been Anaheim. Yeah, it's a good point. Anaheim they had that a, what twelve game losing streak. <laughs> yeah, Anaheim was, Anaheim was and is still awful. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's the kind of graph that uh, hope re- you you hope represents your bank account. Right. Yes. <laughs> Spent a little right. too much. Spent a little too much. Oh, oh. it's all good. Oh, there's my stock. Woo. That's uh, that's LGB Radio uh, uh, revenue right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Teaser. Uh, hopefully, you should uh, uh, you sh- you should tweet that graph out. Kurt, have you done that? Uh, no, someone else did, so I, I grabbed it. But I'll uh, I I will uh, I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. They, they just grabbed off somebody else's site, so uh, hockeybiz.com. But it's 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 interesting, and I, I saw this chart you know before, and uh, we're at the ninety nine percentile now to make the playoffs. So that's which uh, is fantastic. That, I, I mean, mean, I mean, let's face it. That at this point, I don't want to speak too soon, but they probably will make the playoffs. Now they could still fall into a wild card spot. Um, you know, but you look at uh, the teams on the outside looking in, uh, Minnesota, Colorado. They're a little bit a ways away. So you don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, seven. And I think most seven points. That, seven points ahead of Minnesota, and we have a game in hand. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not going to happen. Right. They'd have but, to run the table, and we have to play under 500. And you got to figure. I mean, if the Blues even play 500 the rest of the season, I still like their chances against some of these teams that are their top seeded. The only one, and we've said it many, pretty much every week for the past two months now, that I don't want to see is Winnipeg. Yep. But I, I'm not. I mean, San Jose, hell of a hockey team. Don't want to play them. They're not but, playing the best right now, though. No, but I, I would take them. I, I've said before, bring me Calgary. I'd love to play Calgary. Um, and uh, Nashville, I, I'm fine. To, and we've said it before, even if the Blues lose to Nashville, that's going to be a hell of a series. I'd love to see that. I, that's who I want. I, I, I mean, I don't, I, I, I'd love to finish first, but that's probably not going to happen. But I, I would love to finish. Uh, and, well, and you play, you know, in Arizona or somebody, or no, no, probably a, a, oh, and see if you finish first, you probably play a Dallas. 
which I don't want. To I don't Dallas. want. I don't want that either. So I, I, no. I, I think I'd rather play Nashville. Nashville is not the juggernaut they were supposed to be. I mean, they were early in the season, but they have not been for a while. I think that they're one of those teams like we used to see with LA a little bit, and maybe even Chicago towards the end of seasons when they were good. I think they're just kind of like, okay, we know we're going to make the playoffs. Let's just get there. Let's coast. We're there. We're going to make it. But I, I mean, know. a lot of teams have they, fallen into trouble when they do that. But they really do want to finish first. Because, <laughs> yeah, they, they want to be the regular season champs. Yeah, they hang another banner. <laughs> Have another donut. Um, <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love that Sean Feld yeah. <laughs> Have another donut, you fat pig. <laughs> classic, classic NHL moment. Oh, my God. You don't see that stuff anymore. Nope. It's a shame. It's a damn shame. My, my favorite, and I've probably mentioned this on the show before, was Jeremy Roenick to Patrick Waugh. You guys remember that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh my God! I'm sorry, Patrick Watto to, to Jeremy, Jeremy Roenick. Well, both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was some great trash talk. Oh, I cannot, I cannot hear what Jeremy says because <laughs> it got my two Stanley Cup rings plug in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff. Great that was stuff. that's one of the best uh, comebacks. Uh, Douglas, I don't know what another one of my favorite moments in in NHL history with with uh, post game pressers or, or just players talking to the media was when uh, uh, Patrick Waugh had kicked uh, uh, Chris Osgood's ass. And Osgood said, I just don't know why he doesn't pick on a guy his own size. <laughs> <laughs> Winnington's Mask said in the YouTube chat, we may make the playoffs, but first round exit seem probable? Question mark. Uh, I would, well, we, we, I, I would say if we play Nashville, I'd say it's, it, it's it's a coin toss. I I pick us. If you're asking me who I would pick to win that series, I pick us. But because well, I'm I'm biased. I'm a Blues fan, but I really do think the Blues can beat them. And so I I mean, based on how they played them this year, I, I mean yeah. that's what you go by. I think that's our best matchup. Yeah, I do too. Uh, you got Winnipeg. No, I don't want them. You've yeah. got uh, uh, Dallas. I don't want them, which is a stupid thing to say because I thought Dallas was terrible this year, but they played better. Right, and they've well, had and they've got the Blues number. They do. And and Jimmy Ben can't be stopped against us, which is a just com- he's like my most hated player. I know Jeff, you said you kind of like him, but I I, I can't stand that guy. Corey As I Perry's said, I, I like him when he plays twenty nine other teams in the league. I, when he plays the Blues, I want to punch him in the face. Do not like that guy. He's a and you know he, he tears us up, which I hate them in a rivalry sense, obviously. Um, but yeah, he's he takes liberties too, so I, I that just that makes it worse. He's oh my god! He's like taking cheap shots and he's fucking scoring a hat trick. It's like god damn it. That's what I love about Keith Kachuk. Yeah, Steve Ott, but without the hat that's, trick. That's the kind of <laughs> that's the kind of player I I've loved and and they're kind of disappearing from the league. That's why I think I still hold on to a guy like Jamie Ben, Brendan Shanahan. Yeah, Shanahan. I love. He was, he was my play favorite like player. I, yeah, he was fantastic. Next up for the Blues, uh, we talked about Detroit on Thursday, Tampa Bay on Saturday, Las Vegas on Monday. Uh, then they close out the season, and as of coming into tonight, not a single team in the playoffs, Rangers, Devils, Avalanche, Blackhawks, Flyers, and Canucks, which is who they play after the next, what, three? After they play uh, Vegas. Yep. Uh, uh, none of them are ahead of the Blues in the playoffs. So initially, yay, that's good. But then again, our whole issue with playing, playing down, down to our apartment, you, yeah. opponent and yeah. uh, the record Ottawa against game. our God. well and 
you know, we've beaten teams that were below us in the standings this year, but we have not done that consistently, and right. we've looked bad against teams right. that were below right. us. And but the last game against uh, Edmonton was a nice little okay. So, right. but they, they can do but this. How much of that was motivation of guys wanting to shove it down and hitch his throat? <laughs> that's, that's quite possible. Uh, but we'll, I mean, if if they don't if they don't do well after during the last what one two three four six games, um, then they deserve what they get, whatever they they're on the standings. So and three um, last four at home, and that means Bennington oh. likely starts three last four. Uh, which is, I mean, assuming the they, they do the whole road home, road, road and away, a uh, road and home thing, with uh, Allen and Bennington. Allen hasn't started a home game in forever. When's the last time he started a home game? That's an excellent question. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'll he, look it up now. He started a couple road games, a few road games, but he hasn't been at home in a long time. Oh my god! What a fucking bad goal. <laughs> Jesus, Winnipeg is uh yeah yeah I think two we could goals in two minutes I minutes. think we could go out there and hold our own against Anaheim right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is just this is a terrible fucking goal. Nikolai Ehlers from the goal line and John oh. Gibson. I mean, just oh. uh, come on. Oh my god. Okay, let, let let me ask you guys this question. Douglas Johansson said early January the last time uh, Allen had a home start. Yeah, so so how many games in a row? I've got the answer, but I want to ask you guys how many you think it is. Oh. How many games in a row has Allen started that were purely away? Eleven. So since his last home start, how many has he had? I'll say eleven. Bill? Wait, how many games in a row? Since since his last since home his last start, home start has he started? How many games has he started? Allen started. Not in a row, but just how many how many since games has he start. started on the road in a row? Yeah, he hasn't started a home game since early January. How many games has that been for him? Starting the in a row part is throwing me off. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's it, how Just many? How many games on the road has he started? No. How many? How many? The last his last so many starts ha, have been all on the road since January uh, early January. Mm-hmm. How many has that been? Because they've all been on the road. How when, so when's the last? How many games has it been since he's had a home start? It's six or seven. I think it's eleven. Ten. Mm. 10 that's insane yeah his last start was on january 8th versus dallas which that was he not yanked in that game isn't there no that was the game we beat dallas did we maybe it was Uh, maybe it was yeah because because uh bennington got the two starts against dallas where we lost four to one four to two yeah okay well january 8th was the last time he uh he started a home game. Yeah, because the uh, Canadians were in that uh, the following week, I believe. The uh, he Bennington got called up against the Flyers and got the shutout, and then he got uh, it was a Tuesday night game against Canadians right around the twelfth, uh, thirteenth. Three yeah. three point game for Sagan that night. <clears throat> Excuse me, three point game for Sagan that night. Uh, 3-1 win for the Stars. That was a that and that was a that was when Sagan had that horrible goal against Allen. Yeah, that bad yeah, yeah. goal. It was from uh from the wing, right? That really bad goal, yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Oh, that was terrible. Yep. Uh, let's see. That night, Allen was uh, fourteen for seventeen. Winnington's mass said uh, Federico thinks that streak ends soon, though. Which I think uh, maybe. Let's see. Let's pull the schedule here. 
No. So we got to, uh, if it does, it's going to end. He'll get one of the starts against Tampa Bay or Vegas. Other than that, oh, if he starts against Tampa. I'll be fuming pissed. He right? might get the start. I mean, he might, he might get the start against Philadelphia because Bennington might start against Chicago on the road. Yeah. And then Philadelphia is at home. And maybe, and if Bennington is the playoff starter, then Allen might get the last start with Vancouver if we don't need points. Right. And I think I'd be fine with that. I would. I wouldn't care. I mean, like if, I said, if, if we don't if, need points, if, who cares? In the last nine games, if we see four starts from Allen, I probably am not getting too upset about that. I but think if, I if he starts the fifth game, I'd be upset. I think that's a lot. I think he might get two. Uh, the, one of the back to backs, and well, he'll get two. There's two back to backs. He'll get one each of those. I mean, he might get one more. He might get three starts. I, I no more than I, I. I would not think it's more than three unless Bennington just. Plays like shit. Keep in mind that's most organizations would agree with you. But well, uh, this is the again, St. Louis Blues we're talking about. Again, here. it's the end of the season and it resting for playoffs. So whatever, you know, we'll see. That's why my my hopes are lower. I'm just saying four. Okay, I can deal with that. More than that, I've got a problem. Doug uh, uh, Doug Johannes says, "Let's open this up." <laughs> I was going to close the show. If he wants to come on for like just a few minutes to say something, we can do that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but we're, we got to wrap it up here because it's getting uh, late. I will say, uh, go ahead and open her up, I guess, Kurt, if you want. I will, uh, but it, Doug, we're going to make it quick because it's... Very quick. I agree. Yeah. Um, but no, I'll say that uh, I will be at the game on Saturday against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So if any of you will uh, be... I'll be going to center ice before two pretty early. Probably get there about five. So if any of you will be going to Center Ice Brewery or to the Blues game at Enterprise Center on Saturday, uh, hit me up on Twitter or Facebook. I would uh, love to say hi to some of you. What what game is this? Uh, Tampa Bay. Mm. Okay, I just I just tweeted the link out. So if you want to jump on the show and uh, give your two cents, um, go ahead and do that. LG at LGB Radio is the Twitter account. So the link is there. I'll even put this out there. If you uh, come to Center Ice, I'll buy you a beer. Ooh. Unless your name is Kurt. What? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I maybe I'll go, maybe I'll go to that game and get a beer from you. <laughs> if you, hey, seriously, if you want to, I'll, I'll buy you a beer. Yeah. We meet up with Brody. <laughs> That's Saturday. That was our bartender. I don't have a. I don't have. I don't. I don't think I've been going on Saturday. Maybe. We'll see. Yep. Let's see. Uh, Winnington's Mask says, uh, think Allen starts any of our playoff games. How pissed will any of you be if he does? Uh, like I said, I, I'm of the opinion that I want to wait until how the season ends here. But, I I, I mean, Winnington uh, is my guy in the playoffs. And unless he looks like total ass Where's in the first couple of games or is hurt, uh, you know that I I don't I don't want to see Allen play. I, mm-hmm. I just don't. I I mean I I'm I'm not gonna jump ship uh with my stance on Allen that I've had all season. I'm just I'm done with him. I I want to move on. And and yes, he goes through stretches where he's he can play some very good hockey, but he's a roller coaster, and you never know what you're gonna get with him. And that scares the shit out of me in the playoffs. So uh, no no thanks. I I, I just go with Bennington and uh, unless it's extreme. Yeah, I mean, we we talked a little bit about it. I think that if uh, you know if things go the way we think it's going to go, the last nine games with with the goaltending, you start Bennington. 
Maybe if you go down 2-0 and Bennington doesn't look good in the playoffs, maybe you go to Allen at that point. But uh, unless – I mean, if they lose 2-1, one nothing those first two games, I would still consider putting Bennington back in. But, you know, if Bennington's getting lit up, yeah, no. you, you, you need to make the goalie switch. He has to look really bad. Uh, Cheers, guys. How's the, how's the audio there, uh, Zed? It's, it's working now. <laughs> good, right. good. How you been, sir? Hey, what's going on? Good to hear from you, buddy. You as well. So, what are you thinking? Oh, uh, so uh, when I made my prediction, I don't know, what, a couple weeks ago, <laughs> I was not expecting Tarasenko to be out for five games. <laughs> it's okay. We forgive you. And and I was not expecting to uh, be shut out by Ottawa. That was a. I don't was, think anybody was expecting that. That was a tough one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everybody was gassed. Uh, but I but I did expect to win bad. against uh, against the Penguins. Uh, I I uh, did expect a win uh, against um, Edmonton. Uh, and and what a game! Holy crap! Yeah, you uh, said you were there, right? Yeah, I was there. It was a great game. I was sitting in a uh, sitting in the suite right next to Bernie. It was fantastic. Nice. Yeah, I mean, like literally, I knocked on the window, and Bernie looks over. I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" He goes, "Hey, what's going on?" <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, very nice man that Bernie Federico. He, he he is. He he was actually really cool. We uh we got a little uh a selfie. It was it was it was fun. Uh, he he's 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 really uh, uh waving at everybody around him, which was really cool. He's he's got that to me. I mean, maybe this is crazy to say, but he's got that Cardinals Hall of Famer mentality. You know, you meet any of the Cardinals Hall of Famers, they're they're the same way. They they're, they they want to talk to you, they want to take selfies with you, they want to you know chat with you. Uh, Bernie's got that same mentality. You got to love it. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good times. So uh, anyway, did, have you guys seen the? Uh, and, and I'm all about analytics. Uh, you seen the re- remaining schedule for the Wild? You brought that up. I did not look at it. <laughs> Every game they play is against a playoff team. Oh boy! Yeah, and yeah. they they are. Let's see the standings yeah. here. They are. Um, yeah, they're, they're yeah they're a point out with a, a Arizona's a point up on them with a the game in hand. So, oh yeah. my lord! I mean, yeah. Just let's ramble it off real quick. They got uh, coming up uh, starting Friday. They've got Washington, Carolina, Nashville, Vegas, Arizona, uh, Winnipeg, Boston, Dallas. Whew. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're done. They're 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 <laughs> they're they're done. Just might as well uh, uh, hang up the skates and start playing golf. Or or if they get in, they deserve it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Who's Boudreaux and, ever coached in the NHL again after yeah. this? Uh, and then look at the Wilds' remaining schedule. I'm sorry, the Avalanche's remaining schedule also. I know we looked at their the at the time the Blues were were fighting with these teams to get in uh, coming into February. There that uh, we looked at their schedules and, they, and I know that uh, Colorado isn't that theirs is tough too. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're right behind. Really the tough. Yeah. Uh, I, I I truly still I, I, I as I said last time I was on I I I still say. The, the Blackhawks are going to push for a uh, playoff spot. Yeah, they're they're a couple points out now, but they I, got that game would in honestly hand. not surprise me. Game in hand, four points down. They got to pass a couple teams, but yeah, their schedules for Minnesota and 
Colorado tough. The, they do play the Blues. Uh, what second last game? Third yep. last game? Yeah, we got the Avalanche uh, towards the end of the season. Yeah. So, and right. we have the Blackhawks too. So, yep. uh, I would, uh, I, I would, I wouldn't put put it past uh, the Blackhawks uh, sneaking in for the eighth spot. See uh, what what favors I think the Blackhawks is that they've got a couple games with teams that they'd be battling to get into the playoffs with. They've got a game remaining against Dallas. They got a game remaining against Arizona. Uh, they got two games against Colorado. They win those games. They probably make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think they win those games too. Uh, 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 Colorado is, is just, I, I mean, their, 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 their team is so good. They're they just cannot put anything together. They'll go out there and, and beat Winnipeg two games in a row. And then they'll lose against some of the worst teams in hockey. I mean, it's just like the Blues. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Which bodes well for the playoffs of Blues. I mean, the, there aren't bad teams in the playoffs. So hopefully the Blues will be playing better hockey more consistently because right. they're playing better um, teams. Yeah. I mean, here, uh, it, it, this this year, it, we are the epitome of uh, play, against, play bad against bad teams and play really good against good teams so which maybe I it's mean, a maybe it's a motivation thing and you wouldn't think you'd need motivation in the playoffs you think you'd have all of it so who knows maybe this team was going to play very well in the playoffs yeah yeah so hopefully we'll uh we'll we'll see and uh i i uh, you know here we're, we're not a we're, we're not definitely not a favorite to win anything so Put it on. I'll put it all on Bennington. I, I, I don't. I don't think we should touch uh, Allen if, if unless, unless he gets hurt or unless there's something that just absolutely uh, 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 shuts Bennington down to where he's uh, pulls a Rick Ankiel in, in the playoffs. I, you know, if 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 he's holding tight, just just roll with it. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the guy's a 25 year old. Uh, he's confident. He's he's playing good hockey, short of two really bad goals last night and a couple of bad goals in the last few games. But uh, luckily, our our team's been rolling it real hot on on uh, on uh, scoring goals uh, as of the most recent past. Uh, you got uh, you got our uh, a, a, an amazing top line back. Uh, the third line literally moved to the second line. And the second line moved to the third line. I'm 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 excited about our top nine. Yeah, no, I with well, I mean with Tarasenko back, it makes everything and Peron back, it makes everything like we talked about earlier, a much uh deeper yeah. front uh, yeah, top nine. Do. And it's and it's it makes a huge difference. I mean that you, you take out a guy like Peron, the way he's played, and uh and Tarasenko, your best sniper, you, uh, what team's not gonna not gonna feel the effects of that? So I mean that's it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm mean, here. Uh, second line owned the show last night. I uh, can't wait to see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, it should be a, should be an exciting one tomorrow. I I mean I, I remember a couple of years ago uh, talking to people uh, around the rink when I was still in the media, asking if they still consider Detroit a rival, and a lot of fans still say they do. Now the players guarantee yeah. they don't. I, no, but a lot of fans. I mean, people still get up for those games, so it should still be an exciting. Thursday night tilt and enterprise. Yeah. Any, anybody who was a blues fan in the nineties, uh, uh, still considers, uh, the Detroit Red Wings as a, uh, a top uh, enemy. Oh, they're still my least favorite. I mean, I'll admit, <laughs> I, I still hate them more than the Blackhawks. I no, always will. Still? I, I don't, I, I, yeah. I put Nashville and Colorado, uh, Nashville and Chicago way above them. 
right now. I just I want to see Detroit lose 82 games a year. I I, I, I always will. I'm with you, Jeff. Thank you, sir. I don't. Thank I'm you. not. I'm, somebody's with me. I'm I'm not in the. Uh, I don't hate them like I used. I I hated that team with the fire of a thousand suns. I I hated that that team so much back in the. Uh, the Fedorov and and uh, Draper and uh, Maltby days. Oh my God! The Russian five. The, the, yeah, I hated those guys. Mm-hmm. They were so yeah. good, and I just I, you couldn't get past them, and I hated them so much. I, I mean, uh, are you, arguably that that nineties yeah. team that we had that they I mean, they were they were arguably the best team the Blues have ever had, and and we got knocked out by. Uh, by the Red Wings. Oh, I was going to go. Let's talk about that. No, I, <laughs> I would, we no. had a good streak going. I would. I would say <laughs> I, I liked our our President's Trophy team that uh, got bumped by the Sharks. I I thought that team had it. Uh, they had. Yeah. We had the goaltending. We no. had. We were well. Well, we yeah. during the regular season we did. Right. Yeah, and we thought we did. Turk looked like a damn all star. But and, he and was we, an all star. We were, we were scoring a lot of goals. And uh, that was uh, I that that team was it for me. And then that to fall flat in the first round that sucked so bad. Oh one, oh I always say oh one was the year for me. I thought that was the team that was going to go all the way. Got, I still say that's the strongest team the Blues have ever put on the ice. I thought coming into this season, I thought this team was going to be close. I thought this team was stacked uh, up front. The and but I thought goaltending was our only hangup. And, yeah. it, and kinda, it turned out to be coaching. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I don't know if it was just coaching. I think uh, goaltending uh, played a major part of it too. Well, Alan just—I mean, yeah, but they stuck with Alan. They didn't go with anything else. Hey, but you know I mean, what? They we tried have to go to, Craig to check this out. Or, so, uh, who's who's Hitchcock's favorite Johnson, goalie? Johnson. Sorry, who's Hitchcock's favorite goalie? Who of all time? No, uh, just you know, current right now. Koskinen. Oh, Koskinen. No, no, it's Jake Allen. Oh. <laughs> and 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 you know what they need next year? They need a goalie. You know oh. who might be able to uh, trade to them? Yeah, uh, but I hitch house uh, and retire though. It ain't gonna happen. I know, but I uh, got. I mean, here we're, we're wishing for it. You know, if, right. if we could just dump Allen's uh, remaining schedule, uh, remaining uh, contract off on uh, Edmonton, that would be fantastic. Here yeah. we go. It's a draft. Here it is. It's Allen, Bowmeister, Fabry, and a third for McDavid. Boom. Uh, E5. That guy. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I could totally see if, if Hitchcock, uh, you know, if they convince him to come back another year, it, it would involve at least Jay Bo Meester going there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at, uh, uh, I mean, remember when, when Hitchcock signed here, the first thing he wanted to do was get Chris Russell in a blues uniform because he was his guy. Yeah. So you never know. That He's got his case. guys. Koskinen was his guy last night. He was awful. But Bill, you're right. Uh, uh, no more than one year, two million for Bowmies for next year. If if someone else wants to give him more, then give them to him. Uh, definitely, uh, we definitely need a little bit more uh, um, depth on the defense. Uh, so that would probably be a top priority for us in in the off season. But. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he he isn't worth more than one million two year. I mean, he's tw- thirty five years old. It, it's just, you know, it's 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 not. It, it it doesn't make sense to sign him for more than that. Unless he wants to, unless he wants to play in a specific place. If he's just yeah. open to taking the most years, somebody will give him two years. Somebody will give him three and a half. 
and he'll That's go fine. there. He'll go there. And I'm fine. I'm fine with that. But if if, yeah. if he wants to play that here, and we sign him for cheap, uh, you know, I'm okay with that. But yeah. to reference the Let's Go Blues dot com forums, I'm ready for the Jay Bowmeister area to be over. <laughs> <laughs> How will the Jay Bowmeister area be remembered? <laughs> well, I mean, and 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 he's definitely played uh, exceptionally well as of late. But I I have been the uh, biggest Bowmeister hater for about three years now, and uh, I, I I gotta give him credit because he's played exceptional for the last, I don't know, half a season. Uh, he's played exceptional. Got to give him credit for that. But, uh, you know, at, at, at a certain point in time, just, you know, got to cut those, uh, cut, cut those ties. Yeah. I, I think you get out while the getting's good with, with, with Bob Moister. If he, if he's going to get money, more money elsewhere, I'm like, no, you don't get stuck in a bad contract with him again. You, yeah. You're finally out of the bad one. Don't get stuck in another one. Yeah, we signed I, him for three years, and all, oh all my god! In, in a year and a half, we'll be saying, "Man, this is just like the Steam contract." Three years, fuck, that scares the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my god! Yep, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do three years at two million. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do no, 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 no. One, one year, yeah, one, one year. year, two million is fine with me. Anything more than that, I'm, 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 you know, I'm not writing the check, so I can't yeah. really say. He'll anything, be, but, he'll be somewhere else next year. Yeah, which I'm okay with. Hopefully. Okay oh, my God. Who knows what I'm trying to do? On, on defense. Um, as they say in uh, South Park, get out. Yeah. Uh, so I do want to reference real quick before uh, uh, we close up at all. Um, can Blues fan, C-A-N Blues fan on Twitter, uh, he uh, he referenced your your hockey Leonardo Find picture. A, you a Z-Bubble. And, yeah, he yeah. brought up the fact that I didn't realize it at first. That's a Z-Bubble. That is – one of the most favorite sticks of all time. Nice yeah. work, sir. I that's I've uh, I I don't use that one anymore. I use uh, I got a couple one pieces that I use, but that that one uh, was my go-to stick for a long time. I had a couple. I, of, I had a couple of Z bubbles. Man, I tell you what, if Easton were to ever come back, or if if uh, you know, Bauer were ever to go crazy and try and make <laughs> a, a new stick, if there were a Z bubble to return, holy cow, those things would sell. I, uh, I had a guy. People bro- loved Z bubble. Oh yeah, and I I had one breakdown about five inches uh, uh, where the replacement blade went in. A guy stepped on it uh, during a game, broke it, snapped oh. it. But uh, I mean, Bill, I'll, Bill I'll was a you, I... Bill was a rubber fan, yes. right? Louisville yes. rubber. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, <laughs> composite stick with the rubber grip around it. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. You I, can I, stiff. Uh, <laughs> I like my. I like Bill, my rubber stiff. Bill's shot was a laser, and it was yeah. To, uh, to, 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 to continue the discussion about uh, old sticks, I had a Nike aluminum stick. A and Nike my aluminum. God, that, that thing was terrible. I, I had, I mean, I was a big aluminum guy. I had, I had a couple of different Eastern aluminum sticks, and, uh, and then I was a big graphite guy. I had the uh, blue and silver Eastern aluminum. Not the I'll tell you, man, green we, and silver. I, working in the industry, we still get calls from people. Hey, uh, you have any Z bubbles laying around? <laughs> people loved those things. I mean, I did too. Great stick. It uh, it 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 uh, the turtle likes it, so it, it fits. <laughs> it's green like he is, so it that works. How tall is that turtle? He's about four feet, four four and a half, something like that. Yeah. That's about how big I would expect a Ninja Turtle to be. Yeah, I think he, I think he's life size. 
That's awesome. <laughs> Life science. That's awesome. For those that haven't seen it, go to. Did you tweet that out on LGB Radio? I did. Right? The, the, the the account tweeted it out. Yeah, that's how the yeah, Z bubble was. Check a... that out. There's a, a Kurt man. That's that's a beautiful decoration. You better <laughs> never change that. Yeah. And the fact that it's Leo with the with the blue band. I know, right? I know. Did you uh, did you post that up for uh, uh, Jr's? Uh, I you know that 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 I didn't that was upstairs when I took pictures of the of the uh, of the studio here. Um, I didn't that did not include that in the contest. I'll I'll have to include a picture and update a picture with that. Yeah, I don't know when the contest ends. It's been going on for a while now. This, yeah. this morning. It ended this morning. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did someone win? Yeah. I, I I don't know. No. I saw the uh, earlier today, eleven o'clock in the morning. He says thirty minutes till the contest is over. Okay, because I know I know Minner's Arena is like everyone knows about it, and it's nice. It's real nice. But I, but I'm of the opinion that you know he, oh he's he's had his day in the sun. Everyone knows about it. Everyone's been there. It's it's uh, and so I think it lets somebody else have the. I hope Jared picks somebody else to. to you, uh, right. you he's, had he's kind of gone pro, right? Yeah, right. He's gone pro. This is a, this is an amateur event, right? You, uh, you had tweeted out someone, I think, uh, someone who responded with the hashtag Blues Fan Cave, of someone who uh, they had like a like a design where you watch the game in half the basement, yeah. and the other half was like a playing area. Yeah, yeah. I loved that. It was it was, much, that was it was much more functional than Minner's Arena is. It it was. Yeah. It was a it had as a bigger rink and it had uh, full size goals or close to it there uh, maybe PVC I don't know but uh, it was a much you could shoot around basically yeah exactly one half of the basement was lounging blues stuff everywhere you got couches and recliners watch the game on TV and then in between periods go over and shoot around that's pretty cool yeah. I got a buddy who's got the artificial ice uh, covering half of his basement that's uh, cool. it's, nice. it's literally an, an entire rink so you can you Actually, can ice skate. Up and, and, you can skate uh, and, and skate around and, cool. and shoot a puck at a goal, and it, it's it's nice. Oh, hmm. let me uh, let me just give a little plug here. If anyone's interested in uh, some synthetic ice, you can check out xhockeyproducts.com. That is the company I work for. If you buy stuff from there, I get money. So do that. Yeah, nice. <laughs> not a sponsor of the show. They are not. No, I totally just use this show to my advantage. That's right. like illegal or something, right? It's against. Yeah. Uh, you'll it's be fined. You'll be fined. I wouldn't say it's illegal. It's corrupt. It's against. Corrupt. It's against. It's against show policy. <laughs> okay. Well, sorry, guys. <laughs> I tell you what. There's been like three fights uh, in this Winnipeg game. Yeah, Corey Perry's been in the box four times. I think it's over uh, now. That's a shame. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I think we're gonna wrap the show up. Uh, real quick before we do that. Every time, it, every it, goddamn I time. I know. I always, I up. Hold on. Got to extend it ten more minutes. Go ahead. No, one quick, quick thing. I mentioned this last week on the recorded show. Um, that I'm gonna start recording the summer shows here soon. Uh, I think the first one I'll debut is Los Angeles Kings. Uh, with Eddie Garcia of the Puck Podcast. That's going to be a lot of fun. What? Say because their summer starts early this year. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that's honestly, that is the reason because they will not be meeting the Blues in the playoffs. So I'm not concerned about adding to the history of the Blues versus Kings. Uh, but yeah, so if anyone, uh, probably have that interview probably early next week. 
So if anyone has anything they want me to talk about with Eddie uh, in terms of Blues versus Kings, uh, go ahead and tweet me at jponder94. Um, I think I've gotten my bases covered there pretty good, but uh, if you think of anything that maybe off the cusp that I'm not thinking of, uh, go ahead and let me know want, what want, you want us to talk about. I want to hear about Kelly Rudy's bandana. That's okay. what I want to hear about. The blue bandana. That's what I want to hear about. I could definitely ask him about that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the question is. <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> what about Kelly Rudy's blue bandana? Go. go. <laughs> <laughs> and his awful mask, his Hashik-like yeah. mask. That was terrible. Yeah. I want to hear about uh, the the post game fight in the playoffs where uh, uh, Polak picked the guy up after he's laying on the ice, picked him up with one arm and uh, it struck him right across the face and knocked him right back out and dropped him, walked away and or skated away and went on to the next fight. That was fun. I don't recall that. You don't? No. Oh, it was game game two in St. Louis, 2012, post game fight. Sharks. Uh, it literally, as as the as the buzzer went off, and and it was was that the Pollock door? What's that? Was that don't ever open that door? Was that the same series? Don't open that door. with Hitchcock after the game? Don't, don't open don't that. Open the, don't, don't open, open the that door. door. Oh. That was the Sharks. No, 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 no. This was against the Kings. Okay. This was against the Kings, where we, uh, like I said, it was right after. The, I, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure it's 2012 game two. Uh, just finished up the uh, the the home stand. Uh, in St. Louis, and Pollock uh, was was literally on on a, one of the circles on I think it was our shooting end at the end of the game, and fought someone, knocked him down on the ground, uh, reached down, grabs him, picks him up with one arm, and then and then hits him again, knocks him out, and then skates away onto the next one. Wow, I don't remember that. Uh- yeah. Winnington's mask in the YouTube chat said, uh, "Surprise! You didn't plug your old mic equipment for sale, Ponder, <laughs> or 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 your workout bike." <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm, it's a it's a fire sale here in yeah. uh, a Ponder Manor. So, anyone needs a workout bike or podcast equipment, hit me up. <laughs> all right, all right, uh, we're gonna close out the show now, and you, you're, I'm gonna mute you, Ponder. <laughs> Wait, one more thing. No, I'm shut kidding. up. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you. Um, what am I calling? Are we calling you Zed? Are we calling you Douglas? Or what are we doing? You know, it, you know whichever counts. Okay. Well, whichever works. It doesn't really matter. Zed, my, my, my two, uh, my two handles. Bottom line is you're not butt plug. Right. Not butt plug. I am not butt Not plug. BP. Not uh, gas station. Not, uh, I like gas station. That's just funny. That was good. That was, that was, that was <laughs> um, quick thing. You know, part. I've... Um, so uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. it was fun, uh, and uh, thanks to uh, why am I forgetting the name of their show? Crunch time. Uh, Crunch time with uh, Joe and Wags. Wags. <laughs> it helps to write the write the name down of the folks you have on, <laughs> so you don't forget. It does. It, it does. It does. It was. That's like like podcasting one on one. Yep. Um. So thanks for them for coming on, and uh, so f- that will do it for this week's show. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Uh, The Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry.
St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.